Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Cow Corner Podcast, with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, and the King of the Hoppers, Joss Elliott, for your latest dose of all things Alberbury Cricket Club and Shropshire Cricket League. How do, man? Welcome to Cow Corner. Welcome back to episode six of the Cow Corner Podcast. Yes, welcome back everyone. Another action-packed episode in store, including an interview that is not to be missed. Yeah, you're not wrong there, Joss. Uh, it's been an action-packed month and there's been loads going on. And uh, yeah, we've got loads of talking points that have been arising, well, since our last podcast. And loads of other stuff that's been going on around the club and in Shropshire cricket and in world cricket, which I'm really looking forward to dissecting with you all in this episode six of the Cow Corner podcast. Yes, indeed. And the Shropshire County Cricket League has reached the halfway stage. And with us to help graft through the middle overs... Pardon the pun. Well, none other than this week's special guest, Jamie Martindale, and the quietest man in Shropshire cricket, Andy Harrison. <laughs> Welcome, guys. So, let's get to know our guest, Jamie Martindale. So, we welcome Jamie Martindale, the most notorious ginger in the Shropshire Cricket League. Uh, Beacons, well, and Kuns, now uh, middle order. Bruce, yeah, bitch. Uh, I wish. Uh, wicketkeeper, Johnny Bairstow, wannabe. And the man who averages 69 against Alberbury Cricket Club. Uh, so it's fair to say whenever we see him rock up to the crease, it's it's not very pleasant. Except but no, 69 is um, his favourite position as well. <laughs> <laughs> except, Hopefully, except last week where I played Golden Duck against you. <laughs> let's, hope, week, yes. uh, let's just hope that uh, you're as good, <laughs> as good on the podcast as you are on the crease against us. So in case uh, people don't know who you are, tell us a bit about yourself, Jamie. Uh, yeah, so I'm the current interim wicketkeeper uh, at Beacon Cricket Club. Uh, I have been known to turn my arm over in the past, but obviously for obvious reasons, uh, not so much this season, apart from nine overs in the twos a couple of weeks ago, which I did enjoy. 
Um, I started out at Shelton, at under eights, uh, in the juniors there, uh, and moved to Beacon in 2014. So this is my fifth year um, at Beacon. Welcome board, Jamie. Can I stand on board? Yeah, so it's been another week, and um, we're finally here. We, I do apologise, we were supposed to record last week, but uh, my laptop actually sat on fire, so we, we've had to wait until this week, and um, this will actually go out. We are. Hey, we, you can't just brush over that, your laptop set on fire. Yeah, <laughs> so from my hair. I do, have a, I do have a MacBook, and anyone who does know, they are, they are uh, susceptible for doing these things. Basically, I put the, um, put the charger in, and uh, I walked away to get myself a drink, and then all of a sudden the charger point and the... Uh, <laughs> The point where my charger connects uh, was on fire and was smoking, so I've had to uh, take it to the good man at Apple, um, A P P E L, um, in Telford, and he sorted it out for me. So if you do have a MacBook, uh, do go there, and I will send him a link to the podcast <laughs> so that um, maybe I'll get a cheaper sponsorship. Maybe sponsorship, sponsorship, sponsorship yeah. the next time. And just for our listeners, just for a record, it's about forty degrees in my flat tonight, and James here is wearing a grey hoodie. <laughs> Representing the ACO, nonetheless. Um, but no, yeah, it has been a, it has been another. <laughs> I won't, I won't, I won't. You, you won't have to guess what kind of hand gestures uh, have just you, been made. You look like you've just come out of a swimming pool. So <laughs> I don't think you can give much out. <laughs> but no, yeah, there's been a lot going on, and uh, we've had some more great reviews, and even bumped into Zeke Mello of. Uh, Shelton the other week and uh, we had a good natter about the uh, podcast and it had some really good things to say so that's really nice it's really nice whenever people come up to you and say about what they think about the podcast well unless they unless, unless they open the baton for Kund at midweek but we'll leave that to that um, but yeah um, we had uh, we had Ellesmere um <laughs> We had we had Ellesmere boys who have uh, got some bat stickers and also Aaron Ruffcock. And also on the topic of uh, Aaron Ruffcock, uh, we've got uh, some actual feedback from him. Apparently, they're all loving the podcast, but um, we made a mistake, as is the way, and we pronounced one of the one of the lads' names wrong. And apparently, he's been getting no end of stick because we called him Ewan when apparently it's Yian. So from now on, Yian Griffiths is it? Yeah. So, Yian, do yourself a favour, mate, and change your name to Ewan. It's a lot easier. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry, is, mate, but that that's the way it should be. Please, Phil. How is that spelt? Because <laughs> I know, knew a Yian from college. If I, I if I were you, Montgomery Cricket Club, enjoy it, enjoy it, and keep giving him stick. But no, yeah. So we are very sorry, uh, Ewan. No, Yian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> exceptional. That is brilliant. Um, but yeah, we will tr- we will try and remember it in the future, and hopefully you don't keep getting uh, ribbed. I'm just gonna say it, say it. Um, Ellesmere put an order in for the bat stickers. The next week they win their first game in the league. I'm not gonna say anything, but it's yep. totally to do with the stickers. Fantastic result. <laughs> well done, the boys. Use them stickers well. Yeah, and uh, well done to Ellesmere, and we'll be uh, we'll be talking about that later on in the episode. Uh, we also had our sportsmen's, which was one hell of a do, wasn't it, Joss? Oh, it was a great night. What I remember of it, to be fair, afternoon, I should say, it started at three, finished at um, well, finished about ten for me, and others were still going. Guest speaker, Matthew Hoggard, <laughs> who um, spoke very well. In fact, I believe we've got an interview with him later on. Yeah, yeah, so we've got an interview with Matthew Hoggard, um, which he spoke really well. He and was a good speaker, yeah. Yeah. 
he was the guest speaker at our event and he was fantastic, wasn't he, Andy? He was really good, yeah. And obviously he uh, buzzing after the World Cup, wasn't he? Yeah, loved he really it. enjoyed it, yeah. He had some really cool things to say and um, we've then, well, when I say we, I took him to one side and he, he gave us about 20 minutes of uh, interview time with some really great stuff and some really great content. Um, it, is, it was a really windy day, um, so hopefully in the post-edit I've been able to get rid of some of the wind. At this point of recording, I haven't been able to do that yet, but hopefully it has. And if not, hopefully you can understand what's being said. But it is a fantastic interview where we talk about everything from what he's doing now to his picks for the Ashes, everything about the t- 2005 Ashes winning sides and all the little bits that went on, a few little gems of information that you may not know from that, uh, including some little bits that uh, Michael Vaughan said in the changing room and also things from his favourite teammates to his least favourite teammates. You won't be surprised to find out it's a certain um, Saffer on that case. <laughs> but um, Strauss. but no um, some really great content there and Andy really really enjoyed himself at Sportsman didn't you yeah I I can't remember anything to be honest with you Uh, (laughs) just uh, just just a little bit of evidence on video of me making a clown about a yeah made a clown of myself but yeah it was a very very eventful (laughs) it was a very eventful dinner um, Have you got a burning league tongue? Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, you might hear about it later, actually, I, I do think. But uh, yeah, it was very good, lovely meal, great do, as there always. There was one, one downside to the sportsman dinner, actually. I was behind Andy in the queue for the food. <laughs> <laughs> I did film a plate. But it was, it was very good. I decided to spend too much money on tickets for uh, Wales rugby matches in the auction without remembering to do it. <laughs> so I've got to give £250 to the club soon. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic as always. All will redo a cracking do, very well done. Yeah, it was fantastic. Really enjoyed by everyone. Um, luckily, all the umpires who went as well got a little uh, education on how to be an umpire by one Andrew Harrison. Um, <clears throat> tips and advice that they will take into their next matches. I'm sure. I do apologise. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might have had a few too many. Yeah, on the night sure. and, uh, Having yeah. sense, not got to be a bit careful with their suspended sentence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he loves me, Malcolm. So whatever I said. Yeah, so you'll forgive me. Love you, Malcolm. <laughs> so yeah, um also other news is that we now um have timestamps. Now what are timestamps I hear you say? So basically now, whenever you listen to the podcast, I know well about seventy percent of the people who we ask love the podcast and we'll just listen it from beginning to end whilst at work or whatever, or we'll pick it up bit by bit. But if you are one of the um other people who just wants to listen to certain bits, we now have timestamps in the comments below. So if you scroll into the comments below, we have chaptered each part, so it will then have a timestamp. So, for example, if you just want to listen to the Premiership or Division 7, if you scroll down and click onto that, it will then link you straight to that part of the podcast and you don't have to listen to us talking about any other bits, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to, but you never know. Um, so yeah, that's that on a podcast level. We've had more bat stickers going out the going out the door and we also have our newest batch of bat stickers on the way, on delivery, which Joss has seen um, a long time ago, but they're now ready to print and they're all going. Awesome, they're in the post, are they? Yep, so if you would like um, your own bat sticker, which says, I've heard about Andy Harrison's Birmingham League 100, and you would like to put it all over your bat. You have not done that, have you? Really? (laughs) Oh, for God's sake. uh, Feel free to send us a message alongside our also other podcast stickers. 
But yeah, um, in other news, what we're going to be going on to tonight is we also, apart from um, the usual divisions and everything that we talk about, we're also going to be going on about midweek and, since we've been away, when of one... Senior Slam. The Senior Slam, Andy. Yeah, very good side, when Perfect for 2020 cricket. They've got some real gun bats there. They do hit the ball a long way. And yeah, I, I'm not surprised, to be honest with you. I've... Uh, Said a lot about them uh, in the league, obviously. I've said they, I think they're, they're going to win the league. That's my tip. So I'm not surprised they won it. But, you know, there were some good sides there. Maybe played us the day before and they had some big hitting batsmen. And, uh, you know, they put up a fight. But, yeah, very good win for Wem. Well done. Yeah, and um, we're going to be carrying on talking about midweek and everything that's been going on in the leagues later on in the podcast. It'll be great to have us all because we've all in different leagues and different experiences and Joss also part of the evening league committee for the rest of the season and um, that's a bit of a <laughs> they, do, they do know oh, they do know I was about to say <laughs> we've got an exclusive on the podcast um, and yeah so one more thing before um, we move on to the Premier League and everything that's going to happen in the episode um, England won the World Cup well done, boys. Well done there, boys. Fantastic. And we're all looking forward to them going into the ashes. And one thing I saw on, in the news the other day is that, what, what was it? I think it was a third of third of men, or was it two, two in ten men, think that they could win a point against Serena Williams. Now, the question I ask you is, how many cricket teams reckon that they could score more runs against that England attack than the Ireland Test team did today in that little warm-up? Do you reckon Sentinel or... When would be able to muster more than thirty eight? Well, I think I think personally I might be able to score hundred, but <laughs> um, no, I I've got to say watching Ireland. James around the stumps might get advice. What I might, what I thought harsh today. Harsh but fair, harsh I, but fair. That's I've, why I'm interim, Joss. I thought England bowled very well, but uh, yeah, some very poor batting there. To be honest with you, it was very poor to watch. Do you reckon you'd be able to get a single or a couple runs off uh, England's bowling attack? We might be able to get an edge through the slips, mightn't we? <laughs> I mean, Ooh. close your eyes and push, which is what Matthew Hoggard apparently did to uh, Brett Lee. Brett Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, more on that later. So yeah, what we may also be doing is uh, we may be looking to set up a, a, a separate Ashes podcast where we just talk about the Ashes, what's been going on. Uh, so any Australians out there who are here at the, for, for the Doyle, summer, Jack, Jack Doyle will be all over it. Jack Doyle will be good for that, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mal Serpent has also opened his mouth and had a... A bit of a uh, bit of a go saying they're going to beat us five 0 I think he said. Uh, d- definitely get Was Jack Doyle Mal- on because uh, Jack-, Jack Doyle. Just so you know, you did lose a hundred pounds to me recently, and I haven't received payment. So. Uh, Jack, I would like that payment. What was the best? Australia know, to know. win the World Cup and the Ashes this year. Well, we do know that we do know that his dad uh, listens to the podcast. So if you are listening, your son owes hundred quid. I take <laughs> I take cash or check. Bax is easy as well. Payment <laughs> food. So no, yeah, we are going to be looking to do that, and obviously, um, off the back of Hoggard's interview later on, we will have a little discussion on our thoughts, like very briefly, on what we think is going to be happening in the Ashes. Um, but yeah, Joss, you've also been doing club mark. Yeah, yeah, it's taken up quite a lot of time. It's um, something that all clubs need to do, really. Um, for me, I don't know if I'm talking out of terms, it's a bit of a box ticking exercise where you have to have all sorts of policies in place. And all sorts of th- all sorts of things displayed on your club notice board, um, 
lots of things need to be uploaded onto your portal. And fair play to Richard Jones, he's been an absolute legend in helping me out with this, getting things done. Well done, Richard. But unfortunately, we had a deadline of July the 1st to regain our club mark status, and uh, we didn't make it, which means, unfortunately, we'll be playing Division 3 next year, I think, our first. Really? Yeah. No, nah, that can't happen, surely. That's what the really? cricket board have told me, yeah. No, nah, that's rubbish, surely. That can't happen, can it? That would be that would be interesting to say the least. Yeah, it would be very interesting. Well, I, I think I think Subject. I think it would have a lot of players, including myself, scampering to play in that. <laughs> well, yeah. Who am I going to get runs against? <laughs> <laughs> Division three. Damn it, Jamie! Who else plays in Division Three? Yeah, yeah. Uh, club mark is obviously quite a hard thing, especially for a club of our size. How long have you been working on the club mark, Joss? Um, well, I was well for officer. That's from the AGM last year. Um, we met up with a representative of the Shops Cricket Board in November and told us what we had to have in place. And since then, really, we've been working to get things done. But there's an awful lot. Um, mm. I won't get no. to Now, I know, I know that we have to have a lot because we do have, as most of you know, Alberbury run, so, run a social media platform on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And we also do, like, do surveys they? with the club. Um <laughs> Yeah, we do. Um, we also run like surveys and things throughout the club to make sure that everything's going okay. And when we went on tour, what people wanted to do and things like this. And yeah, I know that you had to, you had to get from me that, yeah, of yeah, evidence yeah. of everything. Yeah. They had to get evidence of my emails. I sent out an email at the beginning of the year explaining to all the club members what's going on with the social media, how everything's used and all these things. And and also, we had to present our surveys and all of our evidence and stuff as well. And that, for me, was a ball ache. And that was it's, only a small amount a of what lot, you had to do. It's a lot, it's a lot of work, isn't it? As I say, Richard's done an awful lot. I've just found the email out, actually. Please be reminded, the league have adopted the following rule. All member clubs with a team playing in the Premier Division, Division 1 or Division 2, shall possess club mark or similar accreditation as defined within the league rules. Failure to achieve this status by the deadline stated within the league rules will mean that the club will not be eligible to play in any of those divisions wow. in the following mm. season. Wow. Sure, no, surely that's, that's interesting. Well, that could be, wow. well, if there are any the clubs league, out there, then agreed you've got to make sure that wow. you've got... According to the okay. Shorts Cricket Board, yeah. Well, then that means everyone's got to be really working on their club up. But surely... Well, you passed the deadline. Club, yeah. That's, well, I think every club I has think, a different deadline. Oh, I, think, okay. I think that's hard because, like, then you've got... If you've got clubs like us, for example, who are working off, People like myself, you, Richard Jones, Preston, Preston Renee, you know, Renee, yeah. and then other people like do bits and bobs, but we're kind of the people who work with like the tech and things like that. It's a lot harder than clubs who have got lots of people who could be working on things all at once, especially village sides who want to progress. It must exactly, be quite hard. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Now, I, now, I understand the reasons for having Club Mark, and that's great, but I think you know, it's quite hard and quite punishing for teams who are going on. But again, um, this is something that we can talk about later on. And um, in the next podcast, we are hopefully going to get uh, Nick Broadbent on, who oh, is... Oh, hey, Nick, Nick Broadbent. Um, Me granddad. We, we are getting Nick Broadbent on, who will be talking... Who is from the league committee. And uh, he will be talking about all the ins and outs of the league and how the promotion, relegation what's going on and kind well, of how the league... I have heard that they'll be looking at the final standings of the leagues at the end of the season. They might determine, they might mm. promote more than two, for example. If there's three or four teams have run away with it in one mm. division, they might promote all four. 
Yeah. Ditto relegation if three or four teams have struggled. I think I think that would be a very good good yeah. thing just, to do. Because it's going to so take I, years yeah. for everyone to find the right Of course it will. Of course it will. I do. I do think. Speed up the process a bit. I do think, although people have said it might take a few years to get it right, I think with if you look at the leagues, there is certainly teams you look at and go, yeah, they're in the wrong league. For me, I mean, for I mean, me, for me, Brosley Division Five. Yeah. We played them. We yeah, played yeah. them. This is something that we'll bring up later, but. For me, what I'd be quite interested in asking Nick, or someone will probably tweet us now that we put it on the podcast, so we won't have to ask him. Yeah. But like teams like Brosley, who now have they have an Australian pro who opens their batting, I think, and uh, they also have players who used to play in their. They have players who played in the Premier Division for them, and they're now rolling sides. They scored three hundred and seventy-five for five, but they only got five, We only got five wickets because they started. Hitting out effectively, yeah. really, and even I and think I brought on to bowl too late. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I but I think I I generally think there isn't too much of a difference between Division Three and Division Five. I think it's there is a difference, but not huge. There should be. There should be so, a difference. I would have thought. So really, would would you be happy promoting someone two leagues? For me, I would. In, in the case yeah, of Rose, the unfortunate thing is Rose is a third at the moment. I would so probably. I would promote yeah. two. They're not even going up. I would possibly disagree with promoting a side. Two, two divisions. I, mean, I, th- yeah, I think, I one, think one right. division and see how they get on the year after. I, I that, that's my opinion. I think Condover wanted to go down a couple of uh, a, a league. Mm. I think, uh, and they ended up going down. Was it two or three? Was it two or three? Three leagues was it? They yeah, yeah. Five? They're, they're five. In five. So they're finding themselves in that league, and they've still got some players that realistically mm. I think are Division One players. I mean, uh, and then you have got Marky Drayton. As well, well, yeah, who of course. Starting to get their players back. And as Nigel well. Wellings and uh, who's who's the opening bowler. Kyle um, Morgan, you know they've, they've got, got Starling as well. Back uh, at, yeah. um, Chris Starling, yeah, Chris Starling's on there as well. Good luck. Back at um, Market Drayton, and um, yeah, you've got, you know, you've got some strong sides in that in that division, and it'd be, you know, it'd be quite interesting to see what happens, especially with kind of like some other teams not doing so well in other leagues. But anyway, we will get back onto that, and we will chat about loads of other stuff. But anyway, here's what you can expect on tonight's show. Still to come on episode six of the Cow Corner podcast. We break down the Premier Division, Division One and all the other Shropshire County Cricket Leagues. We have a special interview with Matthew Hargard, MBE. We have the next instalment of Andy Harrison's Birmingham League Ton. Joss Elliott sets his quiz of the month. We also talk all things midweek and T20. And our Cow Corner debate... Win-lose cricket, should it be played throughout the season? Is win-lose draw cricket outdated? That and much, much more in another bumper Cow Corner episode. So, before we move on to the Premier Division, Joss, I think you have a quiz question for us. I do indeed. So my question for you this time is, who has got the best bowling figures in a single game in the Shropshire County Cricket League this season, to date, as we go to press. Now on to our first of our divisions, which is the Premier Division. The Premier Division. So, the last time we left it, uh, Werfield were high-flying at the top of the Premier Division, and Andy, you were predicting that Sentinel were going to finish third. Yes, uh, I think I made a slight mistake, but... um... I must say, we haven't had a bad month. I think we've won three out of four this month. We lost our last game against Ludlow. Uh, but on the other side of things, Wem have overtaken Warfield at the top of the table. And uh, the highlight of 
probably since we've uh, we lasted the podcast was Wem playing Warfield and beating them. Uh, mm. I would like to put out there, I did predict that Wem would win the league, but uh, they are on uh, 256 points to Warfield's 237. Mm. Uh, Quat are also playing very well up there as well. They've kicked mm. on a little bit since the last podcast. Mm. So, yeah, Joss, uh, tell us a little bit more about this, uh, well, Clash of the Titans. Well, what some would see is these two games against Warfield and Wem, unless Quat have anything to do with it, because... They're also up there with 217, you know, 20 points you know, behind Warfield, 40 I, behind... It's only one result away from changing again. Yeah. You know, so it's close up there. You know, between those three, if they could do it, Newport, unless they put like a miraculous run together. Mm. I think but it's then, more a case of other clubs dropping points as well. Yeah. yeah. Than just Newport and Whitchurch putting a, I think, a run I th- together. I personally think it's a two-horse race. I think from the teams we've played in, in the Prem... I think Wem and Warfield are, without a doubt, the strongest two teams, Mm. I would say, in the league. But Quat just don't give up. They keep Mm. going. They have got the personnel to win them games. Mm. So, I mean, the likes of Ralph himself. Yeah. We've got them Saturday. He's the sort of player you get him early. You can beat them. He did beat us at our place, scored a very, Mm. very good 50. You know, and that's that was the difference. So uh, yeah. yeah, and you know, Quat, Warfield, Wem, all three clubs have had a lot of interaction with the podcast. So we, you know. We've interviewed Wem and also Warfield. We've had a lot of feedback and a lot of chat from Quat. So we are very happy if all three do well. And you never know if it takes it to the last game of the season. How about we get? Why don't we get a member of each side in and do like a little bit of a round the table chat? That'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. But no, before the last game. Before the last game, yeah. Do like a do like a penultimate week of the season little preview. But Joss, yes, you're going to tell us about that. uh, Warfield Wem crash. Warfield batted first, uh, lost the early wicket of Michael Delacovo. Is that Babs's? Delacovo, yeah, Babs. Um, he went for one. But his fellow opener Ryan Quiney went on, scored forty-two. Good knock from him. He top scored for them. There were sort of middle order contributions from Will Cook, mm. Harvey Sage, and Tom Whitney all waiting with double figures. Mm. Joe Arnold though came in with a twenty-two not out. Yeah, yeah but, and then for the Wem bowlers. Mm. Um, ben Peel picking a bunch four for 27 mm. good figures from him Dang. Danny Cohen the experience of Danny Cohen three for 10 off 10 yeah. overs yeah. Oof. That's, that's going somewhere still else. got it isn't he still got good it mm. good player uh, young Harry Ashley weighed in with two as well so he's, he's come on a lot this year by the way just want to put it out there in the prem yeah mm. he's, he's come on a lot I think he's cemented his place in the ones now mm. he's, a, he's a good bat very patient well, yeah, completely he, different he, to well, what they he, are he actually. scored for him as well yeah he got 51 on that game and he was Got out by again the other Premier Youth player on show, which is Ben, ben Parker, yeah, yeah, who, yeah. by all accounts, we were raving about at the end of the last podcast, and still doing well again, like opening yeah. the bowling two for forty one off six, you know, still picking up wickets, you know, twenty seven wickets I think he has this season. Mm. He's, uh, I think he he'll be disappointed with that actually because mm. I think he's better than that. I think he will possibly end up with fifty. Mm. I think he might. He's got he's got a lot going for him. Very mm. much got a lot going for him. I mean, Warfield started off well as well, didn't they, Joss, in the first at the start? In their against well, in their defence of their total against mm. Wem. They did, yes. They got the two openers very cheap. They got Raj Bizwar from five and Harry Chandler from eight. So Wem were obviously floundering. But then mm. Harry Astley came in at three, as we say, got his fifty. Um the other Cohen brother, Matthew, got um Twenty-eight mm. and Martin Davis back at Wem doing the job that he always does. Mm. Waiting with twenty-four. And then the others just the chipping in with that, yeah. And the, the lower middle order finished off. 
yes, yeah, it looks looks like a fantastic game. Like it was always, you know, there was always a chance of it going either way. Even though Warfield had posted one five one, which I think they'd probably be disappointed with without themselves. A doubt. Without know, a doubt, when we were talking to them in their in their preview, they you know they were talking about their top top middle order being able to put runs mm. together, and I think. You know, you get you get Babs out for one, and that's an absolute that's an absolute steal in the first. They've got a lot of depth there. If you mm. look at the team they had out that day, uh, Tom Whitney used to open the batting, mm. um, and he was batting down at six. And then uh, Nick Hudson, very experienced player, he's been around for a very very mm. long time. He's uh, well, from what I've seen of him in the past, a class mm. act. So you got Will Cook who they brought in this year as well. He's batting in at fours. Yeah, he scored a couple of hundreds this season. Mm. Good player, scored a hundred against us actually. Very, mm. very good knock. So yeah, quite impressed with their batting lineup really. If you look at it, very good. Yeah, so it's you know, it's gonna be it's gonna go down to that next game again. And who's to say that it won't be the reverse? Who knows? Who knows? It'd be yeah. great for the be great for the league if we could have a three way clash. I'd like to see the next fixture between Wem and Warfield. I think it'll be a real good game, and I think mm. that could be a title decider. I mm. really do. I think it could be. Wem have had a game abandoned, haven't they? More than mm. Warfield, which has probably you know bitten them in the backside. I think. Mm, yeah, they've had two that have been cancelled. Yeah. Wemfield have had one. Quat have also had two cancelled, but you know it's, it goes back to that conversation we're having at the beginning of the season. You know whether these conceded games will come into come to make a difference when the, when it comes to the end of the season and. You know, Quat still have a big say in this in this season. You know, and also, yeah. you got to look. They're the three who you would say who are on their own. Then you've got a nice little middle middle group of uh, Newport, Whitchurch, Sentinel, yourselves, Wellington, Ludlow, possibly Maidley. Would you say in that middle group? I've got to be honest. I think Maidley are a funny side. We've just had uh, one of the best games I've played in mm. the Shropshire Prem against them. We scored three hundred eight. Um, mm. And they come back with, I think they lost in the end by about 20 runs. Um, but what a game. Absolutely fantastic game. Mm. And I think they've got a lot more potential um, than at the moment. I mean, uh, what, what are they now? Where are they in the league? Eighth, are they? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ninth. Ninth in the league, maybe. And I think they're a lot better than that, personally. Mm. I think they are. I don't think they'll have any problem with getting relegated at this, this point in time. But mm. you never know. A couple of bad results and they can be dragged in. Yeah, and then you look at the bottom of the table. Then you've got three sides who are all battling for it. And they're Bowmiss, St George's and Old Scott, who... Let's just put it out there. Fair play to them. At the end of the last podcast, we said we hope that they get their victory. And boy, did they get their victory, Andy. Yes, they sure did. I think uh, Allscott have uh, actually picked up their games at the moment. They had a good win against Maidley. They very, very nearly beat uh, us Sentinel the other week. Um, I think they've really picked the game up. As Carl Starling started firing, Mm. he he struggled a bit. I think, I think I think to be honest with you, they have struggled a little bit. I think their bowling mm. has um has been quite good recently, Jason mm. Summers. He is flying. Yeah, he's he's up there. He's definitely got about thirty thirty something wickets, thirty two wickets maybe. Mm. Um but they've also uh they haven't got a bad little bowling attack. I think mm. their batting has been a, a bit of an issue, but they've still got the stalwarts mm. and they Jason Allen and Carl Starling. Mm. Uh, Jason Summers can bat. 
Rich Benting loves a beer, loves to hit the ball long. That's all. That's about all he does. He loves it. It's a long way. Long so yeah, I like, yeah. I like Rich. He's a good lad. So also yeah. to be fair, Chris Burkett's done all right. He was only at Beacon oh, Chris, for a couple yeah. of weeks. Burkett, yeah. for a couple of weeks last season. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, it looks like he's he's got a few twenties and thirties. Yeah. To be fair to him, but we did say keep yeah, fight. Yeah. We did say keep fighting on, and uh, yeah, they picked up a win. Good and to see yeah. win. Yeah, it's good to uh, see. Good I mean, to they're see. They're still struggling, but. Um, yeah. Well, they got well. They beat basically. What happened was is they they bowled Madeley out for forty three and then knocked them down two down, which is great. Well done, guys. But then let's be fair to Madeley. If you are listening, they'll be fuming that they that in the return leg, uh, Madeley then bowled all Scott out for ninety seven and knocked them down three down. So you know they got their own back. But you know it's Revenge. good. To, it's good to see that all Scott went the season and got a got a victory in. Let's you know. Hopefully, they could pick up one more, and it'd be yeah. nice to see that. And again, it'd be interesting to see come the end of the season if it stays where it is, with St George's, possibly Bowmere, possibly Oldscot cut adrift, as to how many get promoted and get relegated from that Premier Division. Well, Bowmer had a great win, didn't they, against St George's last week by 114 runs. Yeah. Mm. Um, Jonathan Clifton, 57, and mm. my cousin now the all-rounder. The all-rounder Tom Ellis with a 43. Mm. Um, He's had a very good season, actually. He has, he He's has. a good player, Tom. Well, he went out to Australia, out to Perth yep. over the winter, um, or our winter. Uh, worked on his batting um, in the nets. Yep. And to be fair, he has come back, like I said, a, a, an all-rounder. He seems mm. a lot more experienced these days. I remember him when he was quite raw and young, when he left yeah. Shrewsbury and come to Bowman for the first time. I was, well, obviously very, very impressed with him. He's a, he's a very, uh, very, very good batsman. Um, but yeah, he uh, sorry bowler, uh, but he has now developed into an all rounder and mm. he is absolutely crucial for Boma in staying mm. in that division. I feel. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, he's been up at four at times this season. I think he was six or seven um, against St George's, but um, I know he was really pleased mm. with the result last week. And and if it is one or two that that go down, that could be a big result for Boma. And I like the Boma lads. Mm. To be fair, I do. I like them, um, and obviously Tom as well. Um, but a really good win for them. Really good win. Mm. Really pleased for them. Yeah. So talking. Well, yeah. We haven't mentioned Newport too much. I know they're fourth. They had seventy points adrift of top at the moment, which they'll probably be disappointed with. But they they've got the highest run score and the highest wicket taker. My son Jeffrey is once again just no let up. Yeah, and I was having a quick look at his play cricket before we went out here, and it's he's he's average. He's by far and away the best it's been. He's averaging at the moment one hundred forty point four. And before this, I think oh, his best average was something only, like 48. He's only two decimal places above me, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe he was bowled for naught by a certain Tom Ellis recently. He was, actually. Yes, yes. He yes. did get a duck. I don't yes. want to hype Tom up too much. No, but, uh, no he did get a duck. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, not surprised. I'm not surprised at all he's up there. He's a, he is mm. a fantastic, fantastic mm. player. And, and Shabir Khan's got 37 wickets. I, I'm mm. pretty sure Tom. he's a leg spinner. Mm. And he... he does turn the ball quite away. Is that um, top of the wickets? 37, yeah. is that top? Yeah. In, yeah. in the Premier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Right, so, yeah, you've got Newport who've got the top two wicket takers. But then in second place, two Worfield players in Will Cook, someone who we mentioned in the last podcast and mentioned in, well, briefly earlier. And uh, Ryan Quiney, who's uh, second with 32 wickets. Um, Jason Summers has lost his top spot. Uh, from the last time we spoke, still very, he's very still good. up there still with thirty-two good. wickets. Uh, Gareth Jones well. of yeah. Quat, Sam Davis in at five. Well, skip, and, uh, skip, uh, skip number ben six. Park, skip ben number Parker. six. <laughs> ben Parker in at seven <laughs> with twenty-eight. Can I, um, can I ask who number six is, please? <laughs> no. 
number six you can probably guess. Uh, Raj Bishwa showing that he, you know, he's an all-rounder and, yeah, doing well. And, oh, good to see James Ralph, friend of the podcast, in at 12. All of his little leg breaks, as and, usual. Um, yeah, let's have a look at what I'm really interested in, is looking at these, this, these batting statistics. So it's, it's in his strike rate uh, struck me when I was looking it's at phenomenal, it. phenomenal, isn't it? 127.52. Phenomenal. So we've got Craig Heath in at sixth. Uh, for wow. Sentinel, who is uh, batting at strike rate of 127.52. Um, eight games. Not enough. So he's played four or five games less than everyone runs. above him, apart from my High score of 73. Would you be happy with that? And an average of 48. That average of 48 in that top group is the yeah. third best behind Will Cook and Jaffrey, who are up there. He's also scored 18 sixes. Yeah. Mm. Well, given that the people around him, the only person around him who's close is Babs with a strike rate of 111, but everyone else is, you know, 82 highest and around 60s. Now, Andy, looking at that and also looking at the fact that you've got Mal Serplet in at nine with 286 runs, are you a little bit disappointed with the fact that you find yourself in mid-table obscurity, especially considering that you're the fifth top bowler? I think, I think I've got to say six, 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 (laughs) um, <laughs> he corrected that himself wow um, now uh, to be honest with you I'd say looking at that uh, look at all them players and they've all played around the 12, 13, 10 mark uh, Craig 8 games it's frustrating as a team he's a sort of player you live on having he is a fantastic player he's a match winner and when he's not there it's a big big hole to fill um, his strike rate I'm not surprised with he bats one way and he'll never change. Doesn't matter what the pitch is, what the surface is, who we're playing, he'll always bat one way. Malcolm has always been class. Um, I think he'll be disappointed with that. 22 average, very mm. disappointed. But I would say we've struggled on availability this season. Mm. We've had a few suspensions, a few injuries. And I think, to be honest with you, he has had to do the clubman job. He's opened, he's batted six, he's batted seven, he's batted five. Well, I was about to say that. Yeah, you do change the order it's a bit, hard. Don't you? It's hard. And I mean... We are currently, I think, in a position where um, Ed Ashen, our captain, has found the best place for a few people. And I think we are improving slightly. We had a bad week this week, but mm. I'm hoping we're going to improve. But Craig's away again tomorrow against Quad. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. Missing a star player like that is, is very difficult. Mm. As you know, Jamie, when you're missing for Beacon, it's, uh, <laughs> it's huge, isn't just, it? Just, just on Zimmer, I mean, I, I batted with him in Malta on the Grasshoppers oh, yeah, tour. Yeah, and fantastic. it was... Not the first time I'd seen him, but the first time I'd certainly batted with him. He hit the ball. And I'll tell you what, it, it was. It, it, I don't want to be, you know, an arse licker, but it, it was a privilege. Yeah, it was a privilege. He's you know, a fantastic those... cricketer. I think he, he's, a, he's one of them, he's a, he's a lad that he likes 2020 cricket more yeah. than I would say the Saturday cricket. Um, but he is very crucial for us. He's a crucial player. And in that Prem division, he is, for me, he is the top dog. I mean, mm. I'm talking lower order. You know, there is there is openers in the league that are fantastic. Um, Jaffrey is obviously one of them, but Craig slotting in at fives, even four, five, six, mm. is fantastic. Twenty twenty cricket, you've got to give him the power play because he's just that good. He's just that good, mm. and I think he's up there in the Eden League, which we might talk about later on. Yeah, one of the things I'm picking up with as well is that when we're talking about things going on, is by the time this podcast goes out, we'll have had this. Well, tomorrow's round of fixtures, but the next fixture in the Premier League that of note is Wem versus Quat. Now that could be a mm. another big decision. Quat get a win there, 
It the throws it all back it, in the mix. It throw, not only yeah. throws Quat back in the mix, but throws Werfield back in the mix, and it, it really throws yeah. up that big. It's a tough. It's a tough ask for teams at the moment. I think when they're hitting a little. Uh, little bit of form especially with that mm. that senior slam win I think mm. that that could help them out really because I saw Matt, know, Matty got 100 Matty Cohen 120 oh. was it 120 I've got to mm. say Matty over the years has been one of the most destructive batsmen I've ever seen mm. didn't they um, score 260 or something in a 20 over in, in the oh yeah, yeah in the yeah, senior yeah. slam yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. they are yeah. they are that sort of team and I I, I, I yeah, just like to mention yeah. obviously talking about Harry Astley before mm. he's like a little a lovely little piece in their batting lineup. someone mm. that can just stay there and bat all day and let the lads around him mm. score the runs and they you do need that you can't all be big hitting batsmen because they are Wem are mm. they've got a lot of big hitters in their mm. team they hit the ball a long they, way they, they do it right there don't they because they've sort of grown up together they play football together yeah. they play cricket yeah. together yeah. Yeah. such a bond close, isn't it such a bond yeah, yeah. yeah. It works for them. It's it does like, work, yes. I admire doubt. what they do there, to be fair. And a lot of youngsters do come through the club and promote, yeah, they do yeah, get promoted yeah. in the first and they do a very good job, to be it's, honest. It's yeah. very similar to, like, I think the main things of this, are, like, the three main teams are t- teams that are kind of like, there's nothing really too much around them. So they have these, like, setups like Werfield, like Wem, where they do have these mm. communities of yeah. players where they have, where they can do these kind of things, where Maybe like the Albertbury's where we don't have that many people around. We milk or... cows together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, some of us do. Um, and then like the beacons, blindfolded. We, you know where you know, it's quite. You know, it's great what these teams do. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, there is a benefit to kind of their location, and it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, they have. I think they have the, yeah. They have the. They have the facilities, the pavilions. They can bring these in, and these. You know, I'm not. You know, these are great things. These are stuff that the club has brought in as exactly. they've they've yeah. done it. They've gone and done it. You know, mm-hmm. these are things that Shelton are starting to bring in as yeah. well. And you, know, you can see the start, the makings of this. And you know, within time, you can I can see you know you can see if Shelton go about it correctly, that Shelton could be one of these sides as well. They could be the town. Shelton version. have been there before. You know what I mean, Shelton have well, been there before. Well, they, they know what they're doing. But they've got they've got the players there. They've got the senior now they've members got there. The full, they've got the full setup, like what Wem do. You know, it's like yes, a social yes. club, but also, like when we were talking well, well, to Werfield think... last year, it's like yeah. they've got somewhere where they can go back to. If you look at all the top clubs in that league, though, I, mm. I must say it. Like, obviously, Wem, uh, Quat, Newport, um, Warfield, all of them fantastic clubs. They have great mm. bars, great facilities for youth. They have everything, and I think mm. that is what clubs need to get mm. towards if they want to be a big club. And I think mm. the Shropshire Prem has really, really changed mm. this year. The teams coming down from the Birmingham League has changed the league mm. completely, and it is for the better. Really? I mean, yeah. sorry, I didn't mention Wellington there. Also, great social club. Great. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I exactly. love Wellington. So there's, there's lots of clubs great, out there. Really yeah. setting yeah. the standard. Really setting the standard. It's better. For, yeah. Shropshire cricket yeah. is better. It's yeah. a better this season without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Well done to the uh, the board and obviously the Birmingham League mm. dropping a few uh, clubs down the leagues has really mm. helped us. Really helped us. And also, the main thing that I want to talk about is Wem being top of the table. Their next run of fixtures, this, their August, they start with Quat at home. They then go on to, then they welcome Sentinel at home. Come on, the Sentinel boys. Then Come on, af- Eddie Ashland, get us up for it. Then after that, and possibly, you know, potential banana skin in Bowmere. And then they go on, then they welcome Wellington who have been on a great run themselves. 
And then they finish off August with the big tie at home against Werfield. So August, very much a very, very big month for the Wem boys. I'd love to go and watch that game. I really would. If we weren't playing cricket, I would definitely be watching that game. Mm. But anyway, I think that's a perfect time to move on. As always, if you have any comments or anything that you think about the Premier League or anything that you feel as though we've missed out, uh, feel free to tweet us, Facebook us, put a comment in the uh, SoundCloud. I will be setting up the Twitter this time because I spoke about it last time about us being blocked because I put the age of when we started the podcast <laughs> rather than my age. And then it got flagged up as being a one year, like a less than one year old on Twitter. And it was like, that's not age restriction. But I will try and set that up so then you can actually tweet to Cal Corner rather than Albury. But if you want to tweet Albury, feel free. And as always, feel free to sledge me, Andy, Joss or Jamie and tell us your thoughts whilst we're at the batting crease. But you have to be quick there when I'm batting. <laughs> Division 1. So, uh, we move into Division 1 and the home of our first 11. And our first 11 actually won a game, Joss. Yeah, they needed to. They've struggled. They had um, a run of poor results, but they um, they turned it around against Kund. Mm. Which is good to see. that They really did need that win, to be honest. Um, they'd have been floundering had they had they lost that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to see, well, to be honest, I don't think it's, you know, Mark Jones has been away on holiday in the Caribbean for helps. three weeks. Yeah. And day. I know. Three, did I just say three months? Three weeks. It's good, three weeks. And, uh, Big loss. The pictures looked amazing on Instagram. And, they, <laughs> and uh, I was very jealous that they'd been there. Um, but no, he's returned, and also the return of the prodigal son, the wonder kid, Dom Zaza. I, I tell you what, not just Dom, it's a youthful side. Yeah. Um, Tom Butler made his debut for the first as well. Great to see, mm. and he got two wickets almost immediately. Fantastic, well good, done, good. Tom. Heard very good Great things about see. Tom as well. I tell you what, he's got a yard on him now. Yeah, yeah. I've heard this, I've I heard this. played in the, in the, was it the second or third room? The second, mm. I think. I'll tell you, you know, you hear it hit the keeper's gloves. Yeah. It thud, it was thudding him. He hit, it's, 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 yeah. He bowls a hard ball now. He, like, before yeah. it was always it was always skiddy, but now yeah. it's, yeah, he's got that extra yard of pace. He's been at Reeking College, so training well there. And he's that's, been, that's, he's been yeah. doing really well. Also, Jordan Zazar doing yeah. well as well. You know, it's, we're getting this youth like through him. finally, which mm. is good, you know. And uh, you faced it, well, you faced Jordan and Dom earlier in the season, didn't earlier you? Earlier in the season, I like Jordan. Well, I like them both, actually, to be fair. And yeah. I think Jordan got 40-odd against us. And then, I think a couple of days later, mm. I played him... Um, Played against him midweek. I think it was mm. my debut for Kun midweek, actually. Mm. I mean, I did run him out, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and we won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed with Jordan. And, and Dom, actually, on the Saturday. I think mm. Dom's only, he's only a young lad, isn't he? 14, 15. 14, 15. I think, 15. I, think 15. I played in a, a President's Day. ridiculous. He's 15. Day, 15 going on 20. 15, yeah. 15, looks 20. People sledge him, thinking. Yeah. Like, last season, he was think getting I all sorts them. of glit. Mm. <laughs> three think, last season. last year, and someone said to him... You're far too good to be playing in this league. Isn't yeah. it? I'm 14, mate. <laughs> I think I played at President's Day at your place and we had like a an all-stars team and I had Dom Zaza in the team and he was only probably 13. Mm. And I couldn't believe how good he was. I actually could not believe how good he was. I, I thought, wow. Dom, Dom has always seen been, Jordan. Dom has always been yeah. class. I think the thing for Jordan has always been between his ears. And the only reason I say that is because he's, I th- he's always found it too easy. 
And when yeah. it's been so easy, he's just been. He knows yeah. that he can hit. He can hit from ball one, and it's just a bit too easy. Whereas this season, been in the ones, bit more of a challenge, and he's been playing them shots. Yeah. And oh my, what a play! And I can't believe at the beginning of the season, after we did our pre-season preview, me and Joss were there convincing the first team captains that. They needed to play him. They were saying he needed oh, to start. I think, they were there saying he needs to play in the twos. I've got to say this. I mean, I mean, Jimmy, he's my best mate. He's the skipper of the first team. Um, but the best thing he's done this season is bring them two into the team. And I honestly think, and I've got to be honest, I've seen uh, Mr. Sahim Zaza in the first team as well. And he's, again, he works so so right. hard for the team. And yeah, they, are, they deserve to be there. If cricketing talent is genetic, then... Um, I think um, Jordan and Dom's mum must be really good at cricket. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been good. And we actually won a game against Kundu, to be honest. You know, it's kind of like they're the team who, you know, them knocking in Ellesmere, that teams like us will be looking to pick up wins against. And they've not had the best of starts. And to be honest, Jack Case... Not been not been doing as well as you'd hoped. You know, I've got to, I've got to say, he missed the first few as, games in yeah. banned. As an ex as an ex cum player, um, we've had these issues in the past. I mean, obviously, as an ex prem club, it's frustrating for me to see couldn't that end of the table. Um, mm. But I must say, they're going through another transitional period mm. where I think they're just lacking two or three youngsters to come through that team. The likes of yourselves have got the likes mm. of the Zazars. Um, I just think we haven't quite promoted. I, I, there's a young lad there called Dan Parry who unfortunately mm. works Saturday. Yeah, well, if he was available in the first team, I think it'd be a lot of a different story. Mm. Obviously, I've, Jack I've Case has had a well. I umpired yeah. him when he was in the thirds, Good and he, he took he took a while to get going, but once he got past ten, yeah. he was gone. Yeah, and he it's, bowled well as well. It's pure it, timing he, with him, yeah. by the way. Pure timing when he hits the ball. Uh, he, he times it. He's not. He's not big. He's not powerful. He times a cricket ball, and he's a good player. And they're missing him. I for think. me, for me, you look at the stats, and it's Graham Tro again in that top two, and Pabal yeah. Kumasaha, who's you know friend of the oh, podcast. Pabal's love, friend, yeah. I love yeah. Pabal, yeah. and that's great. Yeah, but Pabal's friend like, here as well. Uh, Salah, Salah, yeah. Salah Ahmed. But well, then he's, after he's that, meant to be good. After that, you know, this is quite rich coming from Albury, where we're literally a one-man team. Yeah. But it, these are the things that the Overbreeze and the Kuns have got to look at. You know, who who's who's going to move up? You know, yeah. Jack, if Jack Jack Case needs a big season, I think. Kunz, really, I think looking at that, maybe maybe Adam Williams could do with being promoted a little bit. He's an aggressive player. He's a good bat. Um, he can hit the. He can strike a ball. Bats, He's got yeah. a good eye. Mm. Uh, the one thing I would say about looking at that is, you know, mm. Graham now Graham is at the age where I'm hoping he is going to be developing the youth in the club. Mm. Um, he is he is a good person like that. Graham is a, a, he's a stalwart. He's a great, he's a great, he is a great clubman. I've got to give him a lot of credit. He taught me a lot. I mean, when I first moved to Kun, he, he was a sort of like, he put his arm around me and he sorted me out. He was, he was fantastic. Um, Pavel, I mean, Pavel left Sentinel. It was a shame. Uh, but... What a what a result he's had! And he was missing Saturday, mm. which was a big loss. He had to play in the twos due to work. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, that can change a game. Yeah, five average. Well, it's quite interesting actually because we don't actually have just you who's played for Kunz. We also have Jamie who here who he played. is. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, he played. <laughs> you, um, you've you've moved to Kunz in the midweek. Now we will get onto that when we talk about the midweek in our next section yeah. after our little break. But yeah, what what are your thoughts on Kunz? Well, I think we've got the batting stats in front of us now, and I think the thing that strikes me is that Troy at two, or number two, ranked two, has played 11 games, 
Pavel only eight, Salah only six, um, Faz at number five has only played seven. I think similar to Beacon and probably a lot of other sides in yeah, Division One yeah, and below yeah. is is availability. You're lacking your 20, yeah. 20 yeah. games a season. They're, they're not they're not yeah. playing enough, and you know that is the yeah. like, that is the same everywhere. I mean, we have the same problem at Beacon, like I said. Yeah. You know, if we have Dave Howarth playing every week or um, one or two others, yeah. it's not good seeing Ryan Ashton down there with an average of uh, eight point eight three. I think I think Ryan's a better player than that. Yeah. He's a good all-rounder. He's a good cricketer. He should certainly be further up that order. And I don't know if it's... I mean, obviously, he's only well, played... He's played, well, he's played, he's played seven. I mean, yeah. that's a lot more than last year. And I think players like him are match winners mm. who can win you a game. Um, I think he needs to probably... I think he needs to step up a little bit. The players, 53 players runs in six innings. I would just want to put it out there with Jack. Jack Case, his season's been frustrating. Uh, but yeah, he, he has, has actually, he has, he has a big chunk of the, of the yeah, he's he, he's broken something or he's mm. he's torn something in his arm, and uh, apparently he's back he's in co- order, though, yeah, well, apparently he's come back too early because he's still injured, but mm. he hasn't really shown it. He scored a couple of forties, which mm. I think just shows you personally the talent that lad's got. I think if he well, got, yeah. if he got his head on cricket, yeah, yeah. and I'm mm. just gonna say it, Jack, if you're listening, uh, if he gets his head on cricket, he could go a long way, and he could play a higher level mm. he, now. As an ex-Kun player, would you be disappointed in a team coming back from the Premier Division? Now, we've seen other teams, like the teams that have been in the Birmingham League who have moved down to the Prem, who have found themselves in mid-table. Would you be disappointed as a Kun side who find themselves coming down from the Prem behind an Alberbury, behind a Bridge North Two, you know, finding themselves in that bottom three? What I would say is, mm. I, I've got to say this, uh, and I'll put it out there, and it's nothing to do with the club. I think uh, I'll just give a shout out to Kevin Hamer, who works relentlessly for that club. He is a phenomenal yeah. bloke. He yeah. really mm. is. I'll tell you what, he'll do himself some fantastic. damage in the future. Fantastic. Fantastic. Every, club, fantastic. every club needs a If Kev was at every club, it'd be run superbly. Kev so, is a fantastic yeah. bloke. I would, but you know, what I would right say now. is the youth development at Kund, uh, because they're in a certain area where mm. they're sort of it, Wenlock, in between Wenlock, Shrewsbury, it's, it's a bit of a way, it's sort of out mm. of the way. The youth development over the last few years has been really difficult. Where they've had three or four mm. teams under thirteens, I think they yeah. had under fifteens at one point. None of them have actually featured in the first. You know what though? First, actually, this is quite interesting because when I umpired their third eleven game against Alberbury, I was talking to a couple of their lads, uh, well, their captain and also uh, Chris Campbell, and they were mentioning the fact that they used to have so many kids turning up to coaching, yeah. and now they only have like three or four, which is hard because they all. I think every club has that period. I think mm. the clubs. Locally in town, you look at what B can do. Mm. I'll give a big shout out to them. They do a bloody great job. Mm. I think there's teams... Obviously, you've got teams, Shrewsbury, massive clubs. Mm. They will always do well. But mm. when you've got teams that are playing Division One cricket, Division mm. Two, Division Three, and they've got great youth systems, they're the clubs. I mean, Sentinel I agree. are the same. They've got a good youth system, mm. good women's section. It's mm. brilliant. All but be the same. I agree, and I think it's something that I, we will be bringing up on the next podcast. Yeah. But, uh, because the next podcast, one of our talking points, is going to be about clubs folding and finding it hard to pick teams. But I think in this modern climate, we've all got. We've also got to try and find ways, as clubs, to attract the youth development and the players. Now, yeah. Alberbury. Hopefully, this England we've winning the World Cup yeah. will bring kids through. Hopefully, yeah. everyone yeah. said yeah. brilliant cricket. Cricket. But hopefully, we'll like you're looking at you're looking at kids who are hearing about these things, and then they see the one game, but then it's like we've had. 
We had a junior session and our coach Preston went, how many of you have seen a game of cricket? And no one None put of the hand yeah. up. Like we said, that's going to be something that we'll talk on the next episode and I really can't wait to get into that because that's something I'm excited about. But yeah, then looking at Kun's wickets quickly and then we'll move on to other clubs. Callum Marsh, he is the standout Phenomenal. bowler really fantastic, for them. Fantastic And then bowler. again, you, you kind of... Adam Williams, good bowler again. But then after Experience. that, you've kind of got like Kyle Marsh, Tom Qureshi. Um, they're in, not massive in, amounts of wickets, are they? No, you know what I mean? but they're, they're also in and, in and out of the time. I, I just want to put it out there. Um, our overseas at Sentinel's best friend has mm. just joined uh, Kung Cricket Club. His name is Darren, um, Darren Mooney. Mm. Oh, Moody. 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 Moody, sorry, I apologise. He got 50 against uh, us. But well, he came in and apparently he was a good bowler. Um, he's bowled okay. I think he took a five. Yeah. Did he take a five for the week, or did he take a few Something wickets? Like, a couple, yeah. a couple of good wickets, and then uh, apparently he can't bat. And then all of a sudden he scores a fifty. Mm. So it was uh, yeah, amazing. Anyway, moving away from Albury and Kunt, should we talk about Ponsbury? The, well, where do we start? Where do we start here? Because well, this is phenomenal. Let's just say that. Let's just do a quick roundup. I think first and. Ponsbury, I think, well, I'd say if you'd have said at the beginning of the season Ponsbury would be top of the league, you'd have been like, what mm. a team. But they are, they are, <laughs> they churn out the wins. To a man, yeah. they are performing above and beyond. They I are doing, they are putting, we, we said this in a the last great performance. They, yeah. They're not big names, but they're all performing fantastically. We said in the last podcast, they're a group of friends. Yeah. There's a group of friends at the same sort of age. I got to say this. I played the other week for Patrick Cudmore mm. in uh, a game for Gents. 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 and I tell you what, he is an absolute superstar. Oh, it's a fantastic. They've group. got a great bunch of lads there, and I tell you what, mm. they deserve to be there. Shelton hot on their case, only five points behind. Then I think we should ask Mr. Martindale about Shelton. What's going on there? I think you don't have to look too far away from their two opening bowlers, do you? No. I mean, Sammy Griff, I think we've got the stats here, haven't yep. we? 46 wickets. That's phenomenal. Top, top of the uh, rankings in the division. Literally unbelievable. He's a, he's a class act. He's a class act. He's fantastic. Yeah. And he, then, is, he is literally a cut above. And then yeah. I also do believe, sorry to interrupt, James, uh, he's getting married today. Oh, well uh, done. At the time of recording. So congratulations to Sam well and done, Fliss. Sam. Uh, and then just on, on second... Uh, in the Division 1 bowlers is Simon Jones, the other opening bowler, on 28. I think Simon Jones, by the way, made a fantastic move this season. Um, I know Rockster have been through a, a real tough period, really, as well, with, with getting players in. Yeah, and I believe it's going OK at the moment. I think I think it is, but I'm really chuffed for him. I, I yeah. mean, like Bobby Davis, I've been speaking yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good lad. I, I think he's a listener mm. of the show as well. Um, and I'm chuffed that Rockstar are going well because they, they're a big club. Oh, I, I've yeah, got to say, yeah. no disrespect to the pitch, but it's a SEMA-friendly pitch at Shelton. Mm. And I think, personally, with them two opening the bowling, mm. they, they're going to be... They complement each other very, yeah, very, very well, don't they? I think I, think I like that. Pace, left, left swing, arm, right left, arm. Yeah, uh, Simon Jones does all sorts with the ball. Uh, I think Sam, although he's got 46 wickets, it's, just, uh, it's amazing to say, but he seriously, he probably is just... He's bowling too good a line. He, he probably could get more wickets than that. He is a phenomenal player. Mm. And I've got to be honest with you, being an ex, uh, obviously having ex-Sentinel uh, player, Dom playing for them, mm. seeing him being like a third-change bowler at one end... Well, he's, he's still and, 12. And also, and also having it only 18 wickets is amazing because Dom, for me... When I was obviously when he was at Sentinel, he was a first change bowler, first change mm. spinner. 
he, he run the show really. Mm. Um, but I think that just shows and reflects how good their opening pair is. Yeah. To to have him taking so so many uh, so little wickets. I think well, it shows also the sorry James uh, the the strength and depth is that Ben Chambers Dragon has played mm. twos the last yeah, three exactly. weeks oh, yeah, and he is a proven Division One proven Division One player. Well, this is something that I was talking about with Zeke when I met him out the other night and we were talking. Yeah, fantastic. Bloke. Zeke's a lovely. Like, can He can't. loves Zeke. Loves a sweep. I hear. So. Uh, for anyone out there that uh, or, likes, or, wants to get him out, or a leg side hack, yeah, <laughs> he does like that. <laughs> sorry, he? Zeke, sorry, mate. <laughs> no, no, fa- literally fantastic. But I couldn't say any more, anything better about him. But you no, know, we were talking about how the strength and depth of Shelton have got now, and it's it's fantastic. And you know, and that you know, the club are moving forward, and it's great. You know, I've heard, everything yeah. that they've got in place is fantastic. And you look, you look, you look at. I'm actually looking at this top fourteen bowlers. In the Division One, and they're all, and it's it is literally, it is a fantastic set of bowlers: Sam Griffiths, Simon Jones, Stephen Wilson, Dave Anthony, Bradley Thornton, Matt Smart, Ashley Thomas, good bowler, our own good James Bird, Ashley Thomas, fantastic yeah, bowler. Good bowler, James Bird doing bits, Stuart Lammy, also fantastic, Dominic Ashley. Matt Ramsey, Don Bradburn, Daniel Manders, <laughs> then you got Cameron Wallace. It is a literally a top quality top fourteen. You're not going to mention number fifteen. You got number uh, yeah oh, number Anthony fifteen. Oh, Duffy. Anthony Duffy. Anthony Duffy. Anthony Duffy. Well done, Anthony. I know. I know. Anthony had a rough time of it in his one and only game for Grasshoppers last year. <laughs> but since then, genuinely, since, he since, he, really since well. he's come into the ones, he's been absolutely brilliant. But Honestly, then, and I just want to put. He has probably got one of the most beautiful actions from a bowler in Shropshire cricket. If mm. he if he gets it right. Anthony could be a fantastic bowler and he could do a great job for Beacon first and he's done a great job so far so well done he has he's bowled really good lines and lengths uh, on a consistent basis I think that's been his problem it's not been you know he's not been consistent but over the last four, six weeks or so um, he's certainly earned his place I think in the ones you've got to look as well the, the strength and depth in these bowling attacks just looking at the stats and who, who Mr are, Lee Pickford you know what I mean you're going all Goat. the way Lee go Pickford, all the way Goat. down to like 24-25 and you've got Jack Doyle you know and George Duncan Richard Parry Jones, I'm Lee quite Pickford, surprised Tom, how, um, Anderson, Tom Anderson, twenty-two. You've got you've got Andy um, Holloway at twenty. You Tom know, Dion Biggs. Wow, Dion Biggs, Knockins Pro. He is. He was very, He was good. But when we spoke to him, when we spoke to him, Joss, he said that he felt like he was bowling too good of a line. That he wasn't getting enough wickets in that way. Um, but he's he's still up there, and yeah, Mitch in there at number Tom, nineteen. Tom as Anderson, well. number twenty-two. I I gotta say, I, I expected a little more of Tom Anderson there. I actually, he's done it with a bat, hasn't he? As well, he's I think, scored some I think runs. So. I think. They've, they've, they've got a Anderson, good bowling line. They have got a good Tom bowling Anderson line. Yeah. Done very well. I think. I think for him, he's. I've seen him bowl. He is very much. I was excited by him. He's part of the three three prong attack, which is. I'd say Anthony, four. I'd say four. Yeah, Anthony. Laird. Two Anthony's. Anthony, um, Laird and... Laird, um, Monk, Joe Monk, he's a decent yeah. bowler as well. Alberbury have got yeah, Frank. Alberbury have got Frankton this weekend and wow, isn't yeah, that something too? Yeah. I must They've say, got the top three. Stuart Lammy is probably the most awkward bowler <laughs> I have ever faced. And mm. when he's on his game, he is a nightmare to face. Mm. And uh, I've got a lot of time for Stuart. I've I got a lot of time for him. I, I do like him. He's a very good lad. And I've got to say... I wouldn't like to face him on a Saturday. I hate facing him. Mm. Um, so well done, he's up there. Uh, yeah, sorry, I know they've lost their last two games. I know um, from speaking to one or two of their players that they're disappointed with that, but um, I think they sit third in the league 
Um, and I'm sure that they'll bounce yeah. back. They're a good side. I mean, we, are, we, yeah. we, we managed to beat them at, at Beacon, um, at mm. Frankwell. Um, pitch probably helped us a little bit. It was a close Still game. Still a fantastic yeah. win. Still but, a, fantastic uh, a great win. A great win. Real good I win. think Frank did it. They're, they're a bloody good side. They I are actually, very good. And considering, I actually think, considering they start, did they not start they with didn't a start. points deduction? Or was no, that was Newtown. 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 I've got to say, oh, I, Brent, Brent I think with the, when you look at their team, Frankton, the, the ability they've got. I mean, when I was captain of Kund, we signed Tom Wilkie. And fair play, I just want to say, I just want to put it out there. He has lost six and a half stone. Uh, Take from, note. Yeah, Take note, fan, Andrew. Well done, Wilkie. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well done. But um, people like himself um, have really pushed on this year. I think they've got a good team, a good squad. And they mm. re- I think they could push up there and really push the top now, two. I, I unlike, think... unlike, unlike the bowling where you've got lots of depth, I think the batting, you've kind of... You very much got like a top nine. Look at Alan Morris there. What an average. Alan Morris. It sounds like I rave about him every week, but he is, uh, for me, I've seen seen him bow. Technically, beautiful batsman, yeah. Averaging 64, but again, he's only played eight Eight games. games. Playing at Shelton. I've got to say, there's no no disrespect to Shelton's pitch, um, but it's not the best pitch in the world. I think that Alan Morris, uh, I've I've watched him Mm. once play there. He looked very, very good. Mm. Very, very good. But then you've got Brent Dubel, who's, uh, or Dubel, how do you say it, Andy? Uh, who's from Frankton, who yeah. leads the way in runs for 127. Fantastic. Yeah, 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 really good back. It really pleases me to say Jack this. Doyle. In third place, everyone's favourite Aussie, <laughs> Doyle. Um, with an average of 30, doing fantastic. My favourite My favorite two players are four and five. And, Dave, um, Dave Laird. And hopefully we'll get Jack on the next podcast. Uh, all being all being well. With my hundred pound, please. He'll with love my, it. With my hundred pound, please. He doesn't even pay his four pound yeah. uh, grasshoppers fees on a Sunday. He doesn't. So, you, no, no, so you're not going to get hundred quid out of him. I just want to say out there, by the way, number four and five are two of my favourite people from Division One. Dave Laird played with him for a season mm. in the Birmingham League, and he was phenomenal. And he he made a great move mm. to Shrewsbury, and it was a it was, he warranted that move. Sorry. Yeah, he went to sh- uh, no, sorry, went to Bridge North. Uh, it was a great move for him, superb move for him. Mm. And Scotty Hales is an absolute superstar. Mm. He's a legend. Had a night out with him recently. He's he a, bowls a little bit as well, Scott. He's a good lad. <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, he's a talented batsman. That lad, he could he could play at a higher level, mm. but he's doing a very good job for Frankton. And then next two on the list, John Anders and Adam Keane on ah, in the team in the team on the up Shrewsbury twos. Didn't start the best, but are now good starting side, to build yeah. their way up the division. Availability wasn't it early season? I think. Um... Yeah. They did turn up at uh, Shelton. I went to watch the. Um, I went to watch the T Twenty Senior Slam semi finals day, which is mm. uh, obviously it's a semi final final, mm. and I saw Shrewsbury turn up, and they all sat there in a corner. And I went, right, that's a good Shrewsbury side, and I thought to myself, wow. If that is their Saturday team, why are they doing so badly? Mm. But they have since then completely corrected their start mm. to the season. And I've got to say, well, again, up. I think it's Frankton, Shrewsbury could really they're push bring up the in... likes of Shelton and Ponsbury. Well, Shelton and have... Shifnham aren't out of it, are they? No, no they're not. Shelton, they're Shel- still there. Well, Shrewsbury have picked up wins against Shelton, I think, in yeah. Frankton lately. and Fantastic. You know, fantastic to see them on the way. And surprisingly... 
Patrick Cudmore yes. and Owen Morris uh, find themselves at eight and nine, which you probably wouldn't expect for a team at the top of the table, but they're you know doing very well. I think their team's done have been consistent as a team. Yeah, yeah I'd and agree I with think that. that's the one thing I would say exactly about right, them exactly right, is they yeah. are a team. They've always yeah, been a team. Exactly. They're all really good friends. Yeah, they've got no. I mean, Steve Lawson obviously he's been, he's been around for a long time. Oh, he's Steve, he's class. Bowler. He's class. He's still picking yeah. up wickets. Now. He really so is. Great, but yeah. but in terms of the batting. Pat Cudmore stepped up this year. Can I just say he's one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. And if you do ever play Shropshire Gents with that bloke, Mm. He is a star. I've known him since we were kids. He's an absolute legend. If you are listening, I am fit now. Get him in. I am fit now, so you can pick me. I think it's also worth giving a shout out to Matt Ramsey, who's taking a lot of wickets as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Smart as well. Very good bowlers. Matt Smart. Yeah. And another good thing about Ponsbury that I like is that they've got a couple of kids in there, like 16, 17 year olds. They also they've also now been strengthened by the fact that Mike Bellamore now has to play first. Has to play first team cricket and stop hitting the ball around the park in the thirds. Yeah, so basically, um, he, he he has got a bit of stick. Now, for me, as someone who does play thirds, um, occasionally... And averaging 166. <laughs> <laughs> Great point, Joss. Excellent, Great point, Joss. I like that point. What's so, your reaction there, gents? So, for me, my, my thing is that he's obviously playing with his kid. Now, I think the thing that most people have is that they would like him to bat a bit lower down. Yeah, because he does he does score a lot of runs, which is fair enough. If, yeah. he's, if he is picked by his captain to bat at one and he is picked in the side and he wants to play with his son, yeah. which is fantastic. I have no problem with I, that. I, I think, you know, then yeah. what else can he do? I wouldn't want to and rant He goes and scores about, the runs. Yeah. That's, that's all I would say about it. But now he's played yeah. four games, which now means the rule yeah, is, yeah, if yeah. you don't know it, if you play four games for the ones, you, then you, you, you can't, can't play for the 13 cricket. I've got to say, I've heard a lot of things. Obviously, which, uh, Mike Benamore scored a lot of runs in the thirds. Um, I've always been a bit of a a person. I I do like to see the youth develop. Mm. I like to see him develop, and I'd like to see teams probably give the youth more of a chance. Mm. I will I will put a uh, I'll put a stop on that because we can carry on that chat when we get onto Sunday Division One. Yep. And back onto the league. Great win for Ellesmere, who got their first win. Well done, Ellesmere. Well done, boys. Uh, really happy for you boys um, they've got fantastic bowling attack and they've got a couple of really fantastic batsmen and they've they got some great bat stickers yeah and yes. they they beat Bridge North and I tell you fantastic we can't win. we couldn't be happier for you boys and you also run a fantastic Twitter page um, but no yeah um, they now put themselves within 23 points of knocking um, still, then again, still Beacon are doing it aren't they Beacon have done a great job this season you've got that middle group of like the teams who used to be there kind of Beacon, like, Newtown, Newtown Bridge North Albury, Cunz, Beacon and then you've kind of got your top four ish in Schiffnall Shrewsbury yeah. Frankton Shelton uh, Ponsby mm. I think Ponsby have had a consistent team all season Shelton have had a consistent team all season with the likes of Shrewsbury and Schiffnall the, the second and 11s. Bridge North yeah they're second 11s but some weeks you don't know if they have the three first-teamers. Yeah. And they can have that. And I'll tell you now, having three first-teamers that play in the Birmingham League, they're compl- a complete different kettle of fish. They oh, are mm. great players. I remember at the start... Sorry, Andy. I remember, no, no, I remember at the start of the season, I think it was the second game of the season, we played against Schiffnall, and I, and I was keeping, and Mitch Stanley was batting. Yeah, yeah. And good I was, player. Yeah, good player. And I was chatting to him, and I said, um, oh, you know, how'd you get on last week? Just general chit-chat during the game. And he said, oh, I was facing Pat Brown last week, well, yeah, yeah. who is now Worcestershire's like, star man, isn't he? Well, I don't know how old he is, but yeah. Worcestershire's star man and in, they go in from, the blast. they go from that to facing... Now facing, facing bowlers, yeah. yeah, like Lee Pickford, basically. Yeah, yeah facing exactly. Pat Brown to Lee Pickford. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and that's why I think, honestly... Lee Pickford in the top 25 I, I, bowlers, by the way. Before Lee Pickford is the I ghost, I've told you this. I personally feel that the f- top three teams in the league 
are there through consistency because mm. they are picking the same teams week in, week out. They're not Birmingham League sides. Agreed. But Shelton can pick from a, a massive number. They have, they have players playing in the twos that possibly would, would be in the ones this season if they hadn't signed them players. Okay, so just, just asking, asking you, Jamie Martindale, as someone who plays for Beacon's first eleven when he chooses he wants to, um, what, what would be your main takes from the season? Given that now we're... At the beginning, we said at the halfway stage, that's when we can start to judge about what's going on in the league and what's time. happening. Yeah. What are your thoughts in that Division 1? I think you have to take your hat off to Ponsbury. I remember I did an interview um, with you early on in the season. I think it was after the first game of the season, wasn't it? When yeah, we yeah, lost yeah. to Shelton. And I said, if you finish above Shelton, you've had a very, very good year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think that. I still mm. think that absolutely. Ponsbury are doing phenomenal. I think we've you know we've already oh, covered unbelievable, that. Unbelievable. I think ourselves, Beacon sitting where are we sixth? Mm. I think. Now after that first game, would you have predicted you'd no. have been sixth? No. Because you were no. quite depressed. Yeah, yeah, I was quite depressed. Um, probably because I knew that we didn't have full strength team out away at Shifnal, which was always going to be a tough game. Mm. But a lot of players have stepped up. I know. I've, I've, yeah, character. I've, character. I've said, you know, I've mentioned Lee Pickford a couple of times. On a, on a serious note, he has bowled absolutely brilliantly mm-hmm. this season. He's been really tight. Um, players have come up from the twos, like Anthony Duffy. Um, Mitch as well have been fantastic. Jack Doyle has been um, excellent for us with bat and ball, although he does clean up the tail a little bit. His bowling figure is a little bit better. Nothing, hey, nothing wrong with that. that at all. <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. Um, Dave Howarth makes a difference when mm. he plays for us. Yeah. Um, and if I'd have fired, we might have been in another place or two higher, but well, unfortunately I've had a, a pretty average year so far. Okay, so, where you are. Big, well, yeah, big, right, big, right, so absolutely. here we go, here we go, here we go. Here's the million dollar question for Beacon. Yeah. To move from that kind of team who are probably, as I would say, probably... Put a, performing above average yeah uh, what would you need to take yourself to that next level two more batsmen two more specialist batsmen <laughs> I think we bowl teams out not for fun I think obviously, your bowling attack's very good but I think our bowling I'm attack with gets wickets I'm with them on that very um, much so. we, we've got really tight bowlers like Lee like Cookie we've got yeah, match good. winners like Guy Leslie um, and as, as I said Carl Williams again yeah um, unfortunately he's not been able to play that much this year but Carl is a very good bowler Mitch and Ant have come up and took wickets mm-hmm. they might be a little bit more expensive than some of the others but they take wickets um, unfortunately we just don't get enough runs has your pitch been an advantage this season that's one question yes. I want to ask yes and For I think us, that's absolutely. a good thing because I, I obviously batted on it many times and I think you do get used to batting on that pitch I, I probably you get j- used to it yeah absolutely it, it's I, a big advantage yeah. I, I probably jinxed us at the weekend I mean I think we lost to Shelton at home yeah. on the opening day but we played Sheffield last week on Saturday mm-hmm. and that was the first game we've lost since the opening day mm. so we've yeah. had four or five games I think mm. I'm, I, I may be wrong but I from memory, I think we've we, you know we've been unbeaten in four Phenomenal or five job. home games. Brilliant job! And we've played some good teams like Newtown, mm. like yeah. Frankton, and beaten them. I think everything. That, I think what we can agree is that everything that B can do is fantastic, and I think they are pioneers and they are moving things forward, and they are where clubs should be. And, and the lads behind the, the lads behind the scenes doing, are doing for what phenomenal. they're doing. Yeah. So finishing off on Division One because I realise we have moved quite I, far. I, I just wanted to put something else in the mix about. Um, People's appetite to be promoted. Mm. Ooh, Ooh. This, this could be interesting. And what appetite are you talking about? Who are you, you going to no, single out here you, then, Josh? I will let you, I will let you leave no, that question. I mean, I mean, looking at the league table, clearly Shelton have got ambitions. They, they, they've recruited heavily in the winter. They've got the setup as well. Everything. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. everything. So, lovely scoreboard as well. Yeah, yeah. Unique. Um, just c- comparing them to Ponsby, I, I, I don't want to be having a go at Ponsby at all. 
but I'm not sure they've got the same appetite to be promoted as Shelton have. Yeah. Uh, or Shrewsbury or okay. Shifnal. Yeah, these big clubs with I don't think, I don't think Shrewsbury or Shifnal would mind going up. And I think yeah. you look I at think it, I, I think, I think if anything, my opinion would be they would actually probably gain a few, they could possibly get players in or, or sign new players going, is it, is this oh wow, we're, no, no, I'm talking about Shifnal. Oh, Shifnal, okay. Where they go, oh wow, the third team are in the Shropshire Prem. Mm. That's, uh, sorry, second, second team, sorry, team. are in the Shropshire yeah. Prem. Yeah. That's still really good cricket. Yeah. So they, they, I think that would gain them players personally. Mm. I think Shifnal the same. So Shrewsbury, Shifnal, Bridge North, they could all do the same. Where Frankton have been there before, they're the same sort of group of lads and they stick together. They're another real good, consistent club. Yeah, the, the I think consistent Pon- Ponsbury, team selection. Ponsbury yeah. would be... I'd like to see what would happen if they went up. Yeah. Because I'd like to see who they signed. I mean, I mean the, the, you're never going to try and throw a game. You're never going to... No, they, they wouldn't do that. And they're, they're too good so for that. Yeah, I like that. Badly. So, good luck to them. I hope they do go up. I've got to be honest with you. The way they play this season, I would love to see them go up. I really would. I, think, I, I, think I would love would. to see that. I think we all would. But I think Shelton, looking at them and going to Shelton Cricket Club mm. and talking around the club, the club are so ready for promotion. that. It's yeah. for promotion. It's a Premier Division. And I, I actually up. think yeah. they will be so... I, I actually think they'll be disappointed. Mm. Not the fact that they're behind Ponsbury, the fact they haven't got more points on that board. That's mm. my opinion. I think Shelton I are in a I far think... better position than any club in that league. I think, I think as well, what you've, what you've got to think is as well is it's like something that will go on into the next podcast when yeah, we talk yeah. about clubs and involvement and folding and things like this. If a team does get too high and you're get, getting a pasting every week, people stop turning up and mm. people stop yeah, making yeah, themselves yeah, available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you start making yourself available, it's hard just to get back into it yeah. and start, you start mm. making other plans. But anyway, we'll move on yeah. and we'll finish it quickly because I realise we've massively overrun with Division 1. Division 1's a great league though, by the way. Well where, do we, where do we think? Uh, the halfway stage, is it where we think it is and where, where do we predict it will go? It's Jamie starting with you. Can you look past it? I think Shelton, yeah. I think Shelton will win it. I think Shelton will win it. And, and like we said, we're full of admiration for Ponsbury. They've got some cracking Unbelievable lads, job. some real good players. And they'll finish up there because they've got that winning habit. Um, obviously, we don't know. I presume we don't know how many are going up, do we? That will be decided yeah, at the end of the will, season. It could be two or three. We don't know. Shelton will finish in that top three. Mm. Um, I Where think, do you reckon Beacon will finish? Mid table? Yeah, I think so now. I think so now. I think we've got, uh, or we've had one or two tough games recently. We've we've just had Shelton for the second time. We've just had Shifnal for the second time. We've got Shrewsbury for the second time tomorrow at the time of recording, mm. and then in theory. Our games get a little bit easier, but having said that, I think it's Ponsbury next who are top. Andy. So um I, I've got to be honest with you, like looking at the table, I can't look past Shelton. I think Shelton are there. Mm. They just need to make sure that they are consistent the rest of the season. And Ponsbury, yeah, Ponsbury. It's all about if they can continue to just win games. It's they momentum, just, isn't it? It just is momentum. But I've got to say, on the beacon subject. I am absolutely over the moon for him. I really am. And I hope they stay there. Cheers, mate. But if they get Anywhere near mid-table, they've had a great season. Okay, Joss, right, different question for you. Who's going up? Where are Ponsby finishing? And where do Alberbury ultimately finish? Okay, I think going up, Shelton and one of Ponsby or Shrewsbury. Because Shrewsbury have got, got a run going now. And they, yeah. I think they're at full strength now because they've got kids back for university. Yeah, I think. school holidays. <laughs> momentum is massive. So uh, nothing against Ponsby. I hope, you know, I hope they go up because they're a great club. Um, but I think it'll be between them and Shrewsbury for second. 
Uh, I think we'll stay up. I think that bottom four is um, going to pretty much stay where it is, really. I, I, think, I think we still want to play Nokia and Elsmere again, obviously, so need to win those games just for a bit of security. Or even winning draws, if it's win, yeah, draw, yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, if we if we can finish where we are now, we should be happy, I think. Yeah, I hope yeah, so. A bit I think you'll be all right. I think, I think, when, I think right. when Jimmy Harrop said early season he wanted top four, he was looking on the past and you have got top four. But realistically, I think the job you had to do was stay up. And I think that's what you've got to do with a new format in the league. It's a different structure, A lot of clubs have got to look at themselves and say, we've got to stay up and that's all you've got to do. Anyway, we go on to our discussion point about win-lose cricket. The Cow Corner Debate. Now we roll into our debate, and this week a debate point that I think could be quite interesting, to be honest. And I know already we've it kind of divides opinion, uh, but it was something that way back when, at the beginning of the season, when I went to Warfield, um, as we mentioned in the last per- podcast, um, you know the third eleven game had finished, so I got to chat to a few of them, and it was was a main talking point really with their first eleven at the time when they'd actually drew a game and I think it'd be quite an interesting conversation piece and one of the hot topics around this time of year in the in our cricketing scene and it is should we play win lose cricket throughout the season? Should win lose draw still be a part of our game now or should we just be win lose? Who are you going to first here? Okay, so I think we should start with Joss Elliott. And Joss, your defence, and you're going to be for win-lose draw. I am, yes. And I'm probably in the minority, having spoken to many people on the Shropshire Cricketing Circuit about this. But I'm a big fan. Um, I think it accurately reflects the game. Um, I've been involved in many games of cricket where... You, you're sort of chasing, chasing a target you're never going to reach, but it gives you, it gives you something to, to go for. If you, if you, you know, you mm. can get to sixty percent, you can get to seventy percent, you can get to eighty percent, get an extra point, get an extra point. Whereas, if that's not there, it's a dead rubber. If you know you're not going to chase four hundred, three hundred, whatever you set, it's, and, you might know from from when your openers go out that you're not going to get that target anyway. So it's a waste of time. But at least you, you've got a target. If you're chasing 300, you've got 180 to get to get a draw point, 210 to get another draw point. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Although, I must say, I quite like half win-lose, half win-lose draw as well. How come? Yeah. Why? Why? Because it, it's the best of both. Um, I, I do see the other side of the argument. Mm-hmm. So, so it's quite nice to have it more exciting in inverted commas cricket where you have to go for it or or be damned so to speak mm-hmm. um so i see both sides and it's quite nice to have half and half for me and the the idea of playing one of each against each each team works for me mm-hmm. there's an argument about having home advantage <coughs> whether it's win or lose or whatever but i don't know enough about ground preparation and stuff like that but okay my thoughts so Good opening statement from Joss. And on to the opposition. We should play win-lose cricket throughout the season. And I think this is something championed by both of you. But uh, we'll start with Andy Harrison. 
Yeah, I can a- absolutely agree with some of Joss's points. I'm, I I totally agree with a few of them. Um, the fact that the league have changed now uh, and do half and half, I completely agree with. I think it's fantastic. It, Win-lose cricket for me is without a doubt a game changer. Um, I can sort of understand, and I don't, don't want to sound um, uh, like I'm being nasty to lower league cricket, but lower league cricket, I can I sort of understand the draw cricket. But I do think the best games that I've played in, in the Shropshire Prem, have been win-lose. And it just makes more of a game of it for me. It always does. Um, you've got to chase down that total, that total on the board. You've got to win the game. And I, I just, for me, it's the way to go. And it's it's better for batsmen for me. They've got to go for it. They've got to play cricket. Um, what I think it reduces is the amount of teams that go out from the start and say, right, we're never going to win this game. And this is where I'm different to Joss. Where we're not going to win this game, mm. we, we only need so-and-so to get an extra point. Well, that's the side I don't like, is the negative side where they f- go from the start. Let's not lose wickets and let's just stay in and score 180, chasing 400, instead of just going, right, let's get 24 points. so Or 20 points, sorry. And it's a good argument, isn't it? Because it is good. And yeah, I, yeah, I, do yeah, think, yeah. I do think, I agree with you. I think the change of having a bit of both has been really good. It's been a good change for Shropshire mm. Cricket. I really do, and I agree with it. And the, the Cricket Board have done a great job. They really have. And I agree with it, and I think it's fantastic. It works, but I would like to see win Cricket throughout, personally. So would, we, really say, would we then say that possibly win-lose Cricket could be something that is implemented throughout the season just for Division 1 Premier Division, Jamie. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I was about to say, I think um, what Andy said, the, the higher divisions, it's it's more likely, um, I think it's more likely to come into the higher divisions. I think, I think it's hard to explain, isn't it? But the, the evolution of cricket has gone that way, the, the attacking mm, absolutely, way. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. People grow up wanting to be... Well, the World Cup winners now, Stokes. They, they, watch, they watch T20, they watch T50, they don't watch yeah. test matches. And, and, and although we're, we're all, I mean, I'm the youngest here at 28, we're all big test cricket fans. Just. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're all big test cricket fans. Mm. But if you ask any all-star at Sentinel or Beacon or um, Alberberry, who are they growing up watching? Mm. They're growing up watching Joss Butler in T20s or the ODIs. Okay. Yep. And if not they're watching Rory Burns in the test in the test match. The, 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 you know, mm. you know, well, well I, no I one's think, watching think, Rory Burns for too long. No, time, no, no, honest, I, think, uh, I think Jamie's like he, he, as I was trying to say it's before. The way cricket's gone. He's nailed it on the head there. But I do think also in the development of the game, when you look at the youth cricketers of today, I do think in draw cricket, um, getting youngsters out there mm. to bat, and uh, for for an example in draw cricket, you can get a youngster out there and say, look. This is what we need to do, bat for time. It's going to develop the game, batting for time, because you develop shots throughout your youth. I was, I was about you haven't to got the strength up. at a 13-year-old to yeah. hit the boundary. You don't, do you? Wouldn't, so you, wouldn't you say that it, it comes yeah, you, in time. You learn, you learn more as a batsman or a bowler, more from draw cricket about the actual game I think of cricket. That, I think lower level should... You could yeah, on... Does, does, it does help. Exactly right, I agree with I that. think that. That's yeah, my yeah. opinion. Is, yeah, you know. But this was a point I was going to make, is should um, the county and district age groups, should they play more, perhaps, two-day cricket in, in summer holidays when they're not at school? Should they play some two-day cricket 
Are they too young to do that under 14, well, I think, 15? I think, I think can, the, can where you can, where yeah. you can, well, yeah, where, where you can learn a defensive technique. You learn more yeah. of a, um, a defensive technique in two-day cricket. Yeah. I think it's more to do with kind of like how much they're allowed to play in a certain amount of time, possibly. Yeah. But I think they true, do at some yeah, festivals, true. don't I, they? I think when you go and watch like when, you, when you go and watch mm. cricket, especially thirteen cricket. When I have a Sunday free, I do like to go and watch mm. thirteen cricket. And you go around the county and you look at the teams. And it's nothing more frustrating than going to watch a young lad bat. They're chasing a big total. They play a bad shot first ball and they're gone. And mm. it's frustrating because you want to see the young lad yeah. develop their game and bat well. You do know as a senior cricketer, as a, as a, as a top cricketer, it'd be lovely to go hit first ball for four every week, wouldn't it? But mm. it doesn't work like that. And that's the skill of cricket. You need to learn and you need to get in and you need to dig in, get your eye in and then go on. Where in draw cricket... You have more time to do mm. that, but also and I that think is where you develop your game. Though. Now, with draw cricket, would you say that it's it encourages players to continue playing because throughout the game, like you mentioned earlier, Joss, there's always that something that they can be getting towards, and you can come out of the game. I've come out of a game, many many games that we've got a losing draw. Feeling as though we've come out of the game with something, you know. Mm-hmm. Even we've come out of the game with a few more points, and that's a lot better than coming out of a game that you've win lose. Say that you've you earn more points there than if you lose a game by say ten runs. Yeah. So for example, I mean, in a low scoring game, it might be every eighteen twenty runs you get an extra point. Mm. If you've got some young kid goes in with a few overs to go. Mm. And he's not going to win it. Mm. He he can reach that next target. Mm. You know he can get to those next twenty runs. Get to another mm. twenty runs, just by nailing it round. Mm. Rather than well, we're not going to win this. So I'm yeah, it makes it makes it well. feel worthwhile yeah. rather than it's like a pointless yeah. thing. And he's and going, it, to, he's going yeah. to defend properly. You know, would you just, agree with me though that in and I'm talking the highest scale of a league. Yeah, say yeah. say the Prem Division One, yeah. right? Yeah. When you've got teams. Take, for example, at the bottom of the table, like we lost to St. George's early in the season and they, they played better than us. Conditions were, were difficult, but they mm. beat us, right? We've lost to the likes of Wellington. We've lost to teams below us. We've lost to Ludlow, we've lost to Wellington, we've lost mm. to St. George's. Um, do you not think if, if it was win-lose win, cricket, I think there would be a lot more upsets in the Prem? I think teams like teams that have the, like there's nothing more frustrating than in draw cricket watching somebody like take for example I, the other day Doug Reynolds scored fifty odd against Sentinel he batted really well beautiful mm. hitter of the ball just smashes everything he goes in there from ball one tries at the ball that is his game but if you play draw cricket he's a different bloke but I I would I would it, that, it does I would, change the way he bats you you mm. say that but then also on the other hand I would I would I would counter that. With an example from our second eleven, is in at the start of the season. I was talking about. Oh uh, no, no, I, know, I, I agree. Yeah. I opinion. agree. That's my opinion. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. But what I, what I mean is, is like in our in our second team, even though it's again it's different leagues. We played Brosley, and even though we weren't getting to the the total, we were still trying to grind it out. And we made it until the penultimate ball before Stevie was given LBW, where we could have got the points, yeah. for example. Poor but rich, because rich. we, in the win-lose game, it was over in 26. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they'd scored 360, nobody really cared. Everyone but, was just throwing the bat at it. The game will develop through this, because you've got to learn... 
if the game becomes win-lose, you've got to then develop your game. And will it develop youngsters better? That's my question. I mean, you look at games. I've been in the teams in the past when but, I was a kid where teams have played each other and one team has dominated, but another team has grinded it out and played brilliantly, I must say. I've been on the receiving end of all this. Mm. And they have got within two points of us. And, mm. and it literally, a, a draw game has been within two points because a team played brilliantly, tactically superb. And, and I think, to but, be honest with you, yeah, okay, mm. fair play. They did a brilliant job. And, and they've got within a couple of points of you and you think, bloody hell, we, we just beat them. And it is frustrating, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but they have done an amazing job. They've, they know the rules and they've played to the rules and to the point system. Now, 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 I would suggest that then if you are the best team in the league, win-lose undoubtedly benefits the best teams in the league because you go out there and you win whatever. You know what I mean? If you just win-lose, draw, it gives those teams who aren't maybe that great a chance that they could get those extra points. Is this why lower but, level but should be? Also, yes. on the other on the other That's hand, on the other hand, if it's if it's win lose, the teams who are better should be winning anyway, whether it's win lose or win lose draw. I think this is, you... this is this is cricket though. If you tell the in the Shropshire Prem and Division One, take for example, you know I'm not saying any, there's no issue with the lower leagues teams. I'm just saying here in them two leagues. If you said it's win-lose cricket mm. and you've got to play to win, I'll tell you now, there is players in that league that would step up and do better. And express themselves. And I really do think there is players there that you watch on a Saturday and they're like, oh, and they faff around, they're batting second. They I seriously think there is players in that league that can win games and they don't do it. They, they rein themselves in and they go, right, we are so-and-so cricket club. We are playing the top team. Let's just try and get points out of this. And I tell you now, it can be before a game as well. And I'm being serious. Before a game, oh, if they score 350, as long as we get so-and-so, we get points. And I think that's a negative way to play cricket for me. That's my well, so, Whilst I agree with you, why, if that's the case, why do we not see more of a difference between in the league tables when it's win-lose-draw and win-lose-Jamie? I don't understand the question. So if if there was if there was such a right Andy, so if if there's such a difference between win lose and win lose draw in the mentality, why don't we see a difference in results between? I think I think with win lose, you do see more teams being bowled out because I I feel personally that as long as we play, uh, draw cricket, you're stuck in that uh, frame of mind. That's my opinion. I think sometimes, and it does take, for me, a couple of games going into win-lose mm. to get used to the transition of playing mm. win-lose cricket. And it, it, seriously, I do think the best games I play in are win-lose. Okay. The best games I've played in, especially the other week we played against Maiden, it was one of the best games I've played in. I thought, through the whole innings, I thought we controlled them really well. And someone like Doug Reynolds come in, like I've said before, scored 50 or very quickly. And all of a sudden we thought, oh, they've got a sniff here. Where in draw cricket, they'd have gone, boom, boom, we'll take this 10 points. We'll take the 10 points. We're not going to win this. But they come within a whisker. And I'll tell you what, one bad over, it was game on. And luckily we come through it. But, Do you know what I'm saying? That, that's the thing, because you can have a low scoring game. You can bowl him out for 99. Yeah. And you can be bowled out for 98. Mm-hmm. You've got five points, so you've got five bowling points, yeah. no batting points. You're an inside edge for four away from getting 20 points instead of five points. Yeah. It doesn't reflect the game very well for me. 
You've, been, you've, lost, you've effectively lost by one run. But your opponent's got twenty points. You've got five points. Yeah, but in in win lose in draw cricket, you'd still get the same points, wouldn't you? You would still get the same points because they've lost the game. You'd still get five bonus points, wouldn't you? So the team's bowled out for ninety nine. Team's bowled out for ninety nine, and the team gets say ninety eight and get bowled out. Yeah, they'd still wouldn't get the bonus. They get the bonus points for batting. What's the bonus points? A hundred, isn't it? Yeah, so, so they'd, they'd no still they'd points. still only get five points, Joss. Still only get the same points, mate. Still but I think I think I think the key is my bad. I think I think the key. It's a hard one, though, isn't it? It it really is. I think, it's, I think, it's a I tough think, it's a tough subject. I think what you got to think is yeah. as well. I think what you got to think is as well is that you've got there is a potential. Obviously, I see the point for possibly to Premier Division. I I'm not so sure about Division One. Yeah. Because you've still got the possibility that you've got. A team, you know, a team who are going to be in and around there. Albury, for example. Division- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Division one, you know, there could be games where we get those extra points and that win, you know, the 60% lose draw, losing draw, you know what I mean? You know, or something like that, you know, oh. we, we can get those extra points which will help us towards survival. And it's, you know, and, it's a, and it shows the difference. It, it shows the difference in a team who's getting pumped every week by 200 runs and a team who's losing just... Yeah, but won't you find... Won't, sorry, mate. But won't you find that... The structure of the league, which I have no... I, I'm not going to uh, say anything bad about it. I think the way they've done it is brilliant. I think it's superb. And it will settle itself. And the best teams will be where they are. But don't you think that if you have win-lose cricket, doesn't matter if it's Prem Division 1 or whatever, or it could be all the way down, um, the better teams will stay where they are. If you're oh, saying no, I agree, that, yeah, but I if you're agree saying that. that I agree the club, that. A club like think... Alberbury will struggle because so it's for I every agree. team. No, so I, agree. Not, I agree. Yeah, but if they're not good enough... They will find their place, and if you have to be Division Two, you yeah, have to absolutely. be Division Two. Do you not think when when the league has um, when when each team has sort of found their place place it takes in, a bit in doing, each yeah. division with the new structure, the teams from one to twelve in each division yeah. will be well, closer be. together, yeah. or, or number one will be clo- now a, a I closer would, standard to number. 12. Now I would say is that whilst you know I agree what you said, I agree with is mm-hmm. in like the better teams will win. Is in win no, lose. No, no, we haven't said the me, better teams. The, 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 for me, the better teams, teams will always be at the top. Push them. But I think I think you would find that you'd have more yo-yoing between leagues. Is in like the teams would come up, would come down, would up and then down. I you'd think find I stronger. Think, I think you'd be stronger. I think with win lose win lose draw cricket, you've still got that opportunity where you come out of the game feeling mm. as though you've got something. Now, 
if you're a team who's struggling to get people every week, if you've got a losing draw or you've come close and you've still got that draw mm. point, you know, whether it is a point yeah. or two points this is, or the same amount of points, it's a great you still, discussion you still point, feel right? as though yeah. you've come out oh, yeah. with something. Whereas, yeah. you know, you could be... If you're losing every week, Jamie, for example, and it's win-lose draw and you're losing every week, you're going, why do I want to turn up and play every week? Whereas if you're getting like... Doesn't that make you you up your game and play better? The only people frustrated is what will happen Win-lose draw. So it's... you know, win win lose is great for teams who are at the top, but I would say. Do you th- think clubs still middle do you think clubs still teams. good though? The yeah, only- a, a losing. If you walk away with a losing draw, this is what uh, friends of mine outside of cricket don't do, understand. They, no, it. but they no. do take the piss. Yeah, seriously, and uh, you know, I hope there's other people on the podcast that understand where I'm coming from. They say you play a game where you can draw. And they do. They say it all the time. They go, you can draw a yeah, game you, of cricket. You can draw isn't a game that, of cricket after a five-day test match. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Test match. Well, is, when yeah, you speak to non-Christians, you're yeah, exactly. losing draws. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. like, yeah. How's yeah. that bloody win? No, it's the same but, as Shrew- if Shrewsbury Town drew against like another team who were miles ahead of the thing. You wouldn't go, oh, yeah, but Shrew- cricket, you know, cricket's a long day to draw a game of cricket. The only people frustrated are the team. That has the winning draw. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That, that's, yeah, that's for sure. You know, I, that's I just, the frustrating. Should they not? Should they not? Just if you're, if you're that much a better team, yeah. you should be bowling the side out. Anyway. You, you should, should be winning I anyway. I agree with that. You should I be got, winning I, anyway. I, 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 I got to say, I agree with you say that, if a team's defensive and they go out with the mindset not to get bowled out, there is players with the ability to stay there and do it. And I've seen them in the past for years. And I tell you what, being on the receiving end of it is frustrating because you can bolt his and he doesn't prep? intend to score anything. No, I, I, no, it's more lower. I down. think, I so think, I, th- the... I do think personally, playing, I've played Division One Prem cricket for a long time now, and I do think you do go out for the win. I've seen on very small occasions teams just say, "Oh, we'll take a few points, and that's it." You know what, though, I've I've been mm. I've been involved in games where it's I know probably, teams. Teams will choose not, even though it's a beautiful day, the tracks are roads, sun's out, but they will choose to bowl first because they know they've got more chance of getting yes. points. Yeah, because, yeah. totally yeah. agree. Because yeah. they've got, they've yeah, got more chance of getting points because they know that if they're not going to win out, the game. If we bowl them out, we'll get five points. And then if we go on and get and score 150, we get we'll get a couple more, more points. Three more. So we could get five points out of a game we could... Get bowled out for less than a hundred and get naught. You could seriously get no. So, so yeah, in win lose draw, so it's you, negative. You could get a team all out for ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's come back with a little something. <laughs> Where have you Go been on. for the last five minutes, Tosser? Go on, Tracy. Yeah. One ball to go. Yeah. You're ninety eight for nine. Yeah. If you edge it through the slips or score two runs, yeah, you've won the game. Yeah. If you don't, you've lost the game. Yeah, you've lost the game. Yeah, in, we, in win lose, in win lose. And that, isn't that a good yeah. game of cricket? Yeah, so you've not you've not got not enough really. runs. You've isn't not that a good game of cricket? You couldn't chase down a hundred. So so yeah. if you yeah, but so, if you so yeah, that, that, what that I'm trying to tell you though, difference between twenty points, eleven eight or 15. yeah, but even well, look, look, look yeah, at the look at the No, but what you're not understanding there, just again, again, I'll say it again. If he edges that ball for two, and wins the game, you get twenty points. If he gets bowled out, if he gets out. Or well, so are you trying to tell me that if he doesn't get out, it, so they end up oh, okay. nine? Yeah, but he still so gets he still so gets the same. Lost. You yeah, haven't got a losing draw. Yes, lost. but you still get the same points as if you get out. 
Don't you? No, you don't. Oh no, but no, no, no. the winning side are punished. But could you not? Could you not? Winning also side are punished. Say, could you not also say? No, I'm they also. Haven't got 20 points. Yeah, but no, no, they haven't because it's a draw no. cricket. No, okay, I'm guys, guys. Win lose, they've got 20 points. Right, guys. Because they've won. They've oh won no, win lose. lose. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah win lose. Yeah. Right, but in the draw cricket, they're punished. Okay, they? guys. So going back to going I'm back to it is in. It was one run in final, final point. Final Sorry, point. Is there... wrong. <laughs> 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 Fucking love you, Joss. But no, uh, going back to it is that I've, you know, getting, salvaging a draw from the Jaws of defeat is also something that, you know, you can build team spirit around and can also change a team's season around. And also, you're looking at teams who are folding left, right, and centre for various reasons. You get a losing draw against a team. It's enough to inspire someone who's thinking, mm, do I want to be part of this? You score, you score a 50 yeah. in a... In, you score a match-drawing 50 rather than a 50 in a game that you lose. That'll mean a hell of a lot more to you than... Oh, I scored a 50 developed. and we still lost the bloody game. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, and it will developed. help continue yeah. getting teams. So, uh, as we're, we'll conclude this, I think... As we we always say, we'll we'll do a shorter podcast, but we'll go on forever. Are we right in agreeing that we think win lose cricket, Premier League Division One throughout the whole season, Agreed. yeah, in yes. an ideal world, but then win lose draw as we've got it. I will and agree. win yes. lose for the rest uh, of the uh, league. Uh, jo- we'll start with Joss uh, Elliott. I would agree to that. We've ag- we've agreed to that, haven't we? Me and me and Jamie have both agreed ah, that we fine. think that's. And then just what I mean, did you say? I'll be honest. I'm mid biased because, as you all know, I'm a very defensive batsman, <laughs> and my strike rate is about ten. Exactly. Max. It's about two decimal points below Craig Heath. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Craig, I hope you're listening. I guess, I guess that's. I guess. I guess that's also another thing you've got to bear in mind. We have got two very attacking-minded players a lot on the other opposite side me of the and. table. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think. What, Whereas, what, what, kind what, of like me and Joss are more accumulated. I don't think it's about that. Though. So I we do. would be, you know. Yeah, but it, I, does, it does cancel out. I, different I would just like games. to say quickly that I would not want to be a batsman the way I play cricket. Stood there having to dig out for a draw. It's just not my cricket. I think what we, we keep talking about. Uh, to youth, be honest, though, I quite I quite enjoy digging out a draw. Yeah. We keep talking about youth development, don't we? Youth development. You know, it's good for thing, the youth. Yeah. It's good for um, you know yeah. young lads learning learning their way in the game. Draw cricket That's can be not, good. For with, youth. with the greatest of respect, I think it can. you don't get many youth in. Well, certainly not in the prem, and not and you get a few in Division One. Um, and that's what we're saying, isn't it? Premier League one, yeah. lower level cricket, win lose. Learn, te- we're them, we're te- advocates yeah. of win lose. Teaches yeah. them to value the wicket. Yeah, anyway, def- yes, which, which is learning. Spot yeah. Which is what I believe second and yeah. and also bowling. Bowlers bowling a good line and lead. But anyway, so we'll agree to disagree. Fantastic, fantastic little debate there. If you have your say. Send us a message through Facebook, on Let SoundCloud, on Twitter. Send us a message. Win, lose, agree with it. Let us know what you think. But Agreed. anyway, I would like to say out there to the Cricket League, I think what you're doing at the moment is fantastic anyway. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I don't think, you know, yeah, yeah. it is only a debate and we're not saying that it should be changed at all. Anyway, now we move on. Well, that's it now, and we now move on to divisions two to four. Uh, but don't forget, 
that we still have our interview with Matthew Hargard, which is a must-not-miss, and also the next instalment of Andy Harrison's Birmingham League Ton, along much, much more, including the next clue to Joss's quiz questions, Divisions 5 to Sunday 1, and obviously loads more that we've got in store. Okay, so now we move on to Division 2. And uh, Chirk still top of the table. Uh, Wellington finding themselves in second, only a point behind, running them very close. Interesting to see Lillishaw only quite from, quite way back now in third. Um, with um, then Werfield seconds doing as well as I thought they'd be. To be honest, at the start of the season, I to be honest, I thought they'd be a bit higher up. To be honest, but uh, is what it is. And Forton finding themselves below them. Another team that and Monty really, then uh, Sentinel twos, a team close to your heart there, Andy. The boys, the boys. Shifnal threes, Roxeter, St George's, then All Brighton and Welshpool finding themselves at the bottom. So initial takes on that, Joss. Um, well, Chirk, fair face to Chirk, they're um, clearly very strong with their batting. They've got three of the top four batsmen in terms of run scorers. Uh, Nicholas Flack, I think he's got 433. Yeah. Gareth Partridge, 350 runs. And Andrew Schwarbrick, clearly mm. a very good all-rounder. He's got 321. Good to see bat sticker wearing uh, Aaron Roughcock there in fifth uh, with yeah, an average yeah. of 32. Monty. 321 yeah. runs. Showing Lovely that, place you know, to play, Monty. We like Monty. Yeah. We always and, like uh, Monty. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think special mention to Andrew Schwarbrick, who I just mentioned for the batting. Mm. He's also got 23 wickets. Which included a spell of five for one. Five for one? Eight overs, wow. seven maidens, five for one against St. George's. Jeez, us. Which, and then. Which takes him doing, to be fair. Roughcock as well in the top ten. That's decent. Naz Akhtar finding himself seventh in that bowling lineup, which. Naz, Naz from uh, St. George's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a feisty character. He, he, he throws a good ball. Yeah, he does. Just going back to the batting, sorry James, there was a lad, I think he was at six, is it Jack Bates? Yeah. Played ten games for Lillyshaw. Now I used to coach Jack at football actually, probably about mm. four years ago when he was under 11s, so I mm. think he's about 15. Um, a knock of 111, not out, um, mm. against shift or threes in Division oh, well 2. Yeah. I, I, think, I think he's about 15, I'm sure someone <laughs> from Lillyshaw might get in touch with us. Well done. Um, That's decent. About his development, but I think he's only 15, so I think fair play to Jack. Yeah, well we do know that, you know, we've got the... Um, Little Shaw lads, and also you know they are in, are they with the with the podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, um, and also the Fortin lot. They also listen in. We got a little tweet from them. So yeah, we know that they're listening. So it's good to see yeah, that they're doing well. well. Matthew says, and, um, Matthew yeah. says top they love the, a tweet. Fortin played, uh, played, yeah, they do. played a little bit of League Eleven cricket with uh, Matthew says. Does a lot with the ball. Mate. Mm. He's quite impressive. Yeah, he's, good he's an impressive good player. Really, good yeah, ball. Yeah, very good ball. Good yeah. to see that Yian slash Ewan Griffiths is uh, <laughs> Yian. Uzi. No, that's Yian. That's Yian. That's definitely Yian. I could have told you that. Yes. I could have told you that. It's uh, in the still in the top ten, uh, top score of hundred and fifteen, doing well still. We like Monty. Uh, we yeah. like Monty. We've got a we soft like spot. the tees at Monty. We've got well, a soft spot. Oh, we love the tees. We've got a soft well, you, I just like you love tees anyway. I just like Monty. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I do like tees. But no, yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see that these teams are doing well and. Um, yeah, really good. And um, I'm very surprised. Though, I've got to say, I'm surprised where uh, the likes of Montgomery are in the table actually. 
Um, were they and in Division One last year? Or they were, were they? Were they? I think they were in Division Two last year. They were in Division Two. Very sad that these clubs that I I like to think Aubrey have a really good relationship with, like Monty and Knockin and Kund. Struggling a little bit with the new league structure, do you think? Or I just think it'll be really sad if we're not in the same division as them next year because for yeah. me, we enjoy for me, playing them, they're great fixtures. For me, where I see it going is I see it, I see your Warfields and mm. your Shifnal threes and things like that. They're only going to improve and they're only going to get of more players of because of where they are, and it makes more, you know. Mm. attractive to play for those teams and Worfield are already a strong side and I could have told well I did at the beginning of the season they were going to be at the top of that t- at the top of that group well, Warfield, they find themselves Warfield at 2s have been like that for you know the last I mean? couple of years and they, they find they're themselves very, 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 very strong club very real strong club what's going on with Rockstar at the moment Bill? yeah we've yeah well they find themselves fourth from bottom you know have they improved lately or Joss you, you're an ex-member of uh, that club You've been a member of many. I mean, clubs. I, I was speaking. Uh, I was speaking. Not to as many as you. Um, so, what, what do you think not of your? Not as many as you. What do you way. think of your former club's form? Um, I, I hope they improve. They're, I mean, they're they're sitting okay at the moment. I mean, Welshpool are pretty rooted to the bottom. They're twenty four points adrift. It's a shame that. Mm. It's a shame. Yeah, a few years ago they were they yeah. did one when they and I think with Roxeter they had a bit of, bit of an indifferent start to the season. You know they did, didn't they? And, and then and then they picked up. A they they've got wins players then... playing in that division that should be playing a lot higher. Yeah, yeah, I, they've I, got. I they've, with them. Yeah, yeah, you like some your Charlie Hayler, yeah. Dan Harris. Yeah. I think, I think Charlie Haler, he played... They shouldn't be playing Division 2. He played midweek yeah, for yeah. Hoppers for a while. And I've got to say, I was very impressed with Charlie Haler. He was very destructive when he wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, he was actually, I thought he was quite underrated in the spin department. I quite, I quite yeah. liked him as a, as a bowler. Picks up wickets. A long, long way. If, if, we're saying, if we're saying this about players who are in a team who are like... Third from fourth from bottom. Selection that. Yeah, but selection knows hard. What does that say about? You lose Simon. Rocks will not have the same team out every week. No, agree. You lose, you lose Simon Jones from a Division Two team. Yeah. Your weekend. Oh, it's a big oh, loss. Yeah. It's a big loss. Oh, Everyone else said Davis. Said yeah. Davis come to Sentinel. Yeah. He didn't yeah. play a lot last year, but it's a big player. If but they what, had what, every what I would say is that I suppose let's let's have a little bit of respect for your Chirk and your Wellington, who were by far and away the best yeah. two teams yeah. in that yeah. division. Wellington are in a great situation. Wellington twos were in the Birmingham League reserve divisions last year, so they by rights should be up there. Chirk, great to see them in the league. Great place to play cricket. Have you played I, there? Have you, have yeah, played, played there. Beautiful, beautiful place on a sunny day. Beautiful day we played there. Mm. Lovely place to Who play. Who was that for? Great yeah. golf course, by the way, but it's been bloody... Got, they've got rid of it now. Mm. Um, but I, I must say, beautiful place to play cricket. Glad they're in our league. They're not far away from bloody Oslo Street. It's, it's only down the road. Um, but I didn't know what to expect from them. When they brought them to the league, what do you expect? You don't know what to expect. And to see them do so well mm. is good for Shropshire League cricket. That's my do opinion. You, do, you see in the next, do you see in the next... This question for you here. Do you see in the next few years the first division becoming a best of the rest, as in your Chirks, your Pontsbury's, for example, the best first 11 teams who aren't your Prem sides, for example, yeah. mixed in with your best second 11s, I with, think, with yeah, Wellingtons, Warfields, yes. your Sentinels, yes. they're yes. all... Do you yeah. see that being Catch. Division 1? And then yeah. your old Division 1 sides, your old Babries, your Kuns, your Lillishals, your Fortins, 
being your division two with Beacon. I still yeah, think I th- catchment areas are the issue. Sorry, mate. I was just going to say, did you say with Beacon then? You did say yes. Did bit, say of, bit of a cheap shot there, James. Uh, no, I consider Beacon an, an established division one team now because we've been in there five divi- uh, five years. Well, no, this is what I'm saying. I your think your team who you think, you think is division one teams. But if, if you got... I, I always look at this like Pontsbury, the likes of Pontsbury, right? Take for example, is a catchment area. Chirk, catchment area outside of Otter Street. Mm. You're going to pick players up around that sort mm. of area where there is no other cricket club around them. It sounds really silly, but like Pontsbury, they've got their own area. Kund, do you know what I mean? The catchment areas, for them, they're going to get the players from all around. Wellington, mm. Shrewsbury, Shifnals, Bridge North are going to pick up players from everywhere, aren't they? And that's the difference, mm. isn't it? Here's that's why we you, do Andy. so well. Do you, do you think you could predict the the teams or the clubs in each of the top couple of divisions in three years' time? Do you think if I asked you to write them down now, who would be in the top two or three divisions in Shropshire, and how far and how far off would you be? Do you think? Well, do you think? I think, do you think, I, think like I, I think I would be a million miles away. I really do. Do you? I think. Well, you look at it. It's hard. It is difficult. I think there's a. Look at it all the time. I don't, I don't think it'd be as far away look, as you think. I, I don't know. I, I think I think you've got to look at some some of the. It, it depends on a lot of things, doesn't it? Really. I think it um, comes down to more. I think nowadays we're seeing more. From my point of view, it's going more towards how is your background set up. The more you've got, yeah, you, if you've totally got all, of, if you've yeah. got all of the things in youth place, development, if you've got key. the youth development, Fact. if you've got the got the social element if you've got the advertisement in your social media if you've got the you know if you've got the facilities as in your club the way you've got you know the ability to be able to sell alcohol or run events that's those those are the things that are going to go but then also if you've got second 11 or a third 11 yeah. who are high enough up that's going to be huge because you can go to a team and be like well if i'm playing second team cricket i'm going to be playing you play for Warfield or for Shift- even mm. Shiftle. Like, if I'm playing second team cricket for Shiftle, we're playing Div 1. That's if you go to the team yeah. below, yeah. you're playing Div 2. No. If you're playing Warfield, if you get into their ones, you're playing Prem. If you're playing Div 2, you're, you, second 11, you're playing Div 1. If you play for Alberbury, you're first 11, you're playing Div 1. If you're, playing, three, if you're, playing, if you're playing second, well, yeah. If you're playing second 11, you're playing Division 5. Now, that's a big gap. I played against, playing in that th- my third 11... I played against playing for the third eleven of Oldbury. I've played against better bowling attacks in in third eleven cricket than I have in second eleven. You know, and it's that's the thing. Some teams are playing better standard of cricket against third eleven teams. Than I they think are. there was a lot of that last year, wasn't there? I I heard a lot of rumours that last year a lot of teams were putting out their third team in which was the Sunday was it Division One. We're having a stronger side in that league than their second team. Well, some teams because they saw their second yeah. team is oh, relevant. Some, some teams find that yeah. because some teams find that like knocking, they can only get a certain amount of tip players. More players. What I was Saturday, speaking to yeah. someone, and they said that they could fill three teams on a Sunday. Really, that's but they struggle. They struggle to get two teams on a Saturday. But then also, what you got to think is, is that some of the, yeah, some of these teams are better on a Sunday, like ridiculously better. Mm. And it's like, I was speaking to the Kun lads and they were like, why would players want to play in the second team when they're playing a higher standard of cricket in the threes? Because they're second in Division 6, aren't they? Yeah. But then you've also got to look sure, at it. it? Yeah. You've also I got to look that. at it. It's well. like, should... 
should the second the second team should be seen as that next development, but yeah. sadly, I've obviously got a lot of contacts at Shelton, and um, they're I think they're in Division Three now. They're des- desperate mm. to get up a division or two. It's yeah. in their second eleven. Their yeah. second eleven. Sorry, yes. Um, and they've got regular players, regulars in their second team. People like Joe Timmis, you know, real good young bowler. Zeke's actually um, a regular, Zeke, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Ben Chambers, Nile, like uh, we said earlier. Ross Griffiths, Alex Salisbury. These Alex are, Salisbury, these, yeah. These yeah. are genuine Division 1 cricket players. But that's no fault of their own. No. As in, that's... that's no, but it's development of a club. And that's what I mean. The club are desperate to... or All the teams, I think the third eleven are top of the Sunday Division 2, I think, shall Three mm. top yeah. of Sunday Division Two. Friday They're all Friday. desperate Friday. to go no, up the division. The second yeah. and the third are both top of the division. To sell it to no, yeah. potential it's, recruits to say we can fantastic. offer a high level of cricket in ones, twos, and potentially Which is threes. Fantastic. The best, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's the best place you can be is having your second, thirds, the highest up you can. With the likes of Shifnal, uh, Bridge North, Wellington, the the one thing we got to understand with them being in Shropshire cricket is. They will be playing what I would think would be a lower standard to what they played in reserve divisions mm. in the Birmingham League. When Shifnal were in the Birmingham League in the reserve division, their first, yeah, I've got to say, their second team, from what I saw, was absolutely phenomenal. And they won, I think, the reserve division one. Or, wait, I don't know if it's the reserve division prem, I think it's called the one. But they won it, and... I looked at their team and I thought, wow, that is one hell of a side. Now, and does the fact they come back to Shropshire cricket weaken them? Have they lost players? Uh, I think it'd be a good question. Not that I'm aware of. I do think we, a couple of them might have moved on. Bryn, and, Bryn played for their first for a while. I don't know if he plays for them now. But, um, got has he played for them, has he? Yeah. Bryn, Bryn Simmons. Sorry, Bryn, you've got a pair against Beacon this season. <laughs> <laughs> has he really? But no, bringing it back. Bringing it back. If, we, if we're all in agreement that this is where Shropshire cricket is possibly going to go, it may not. Are we looking? Are we seriously looking at a system where we're looking at going? Well, look, if you're doing this, then fair play to you, and that's where it's going to go. You know, you've got the facilities, you've got this. Should we not be helping the sides who aren't getting, you know, who haven't got their help on the social media, haven't got the help on the how to create a, a system, you know, a system which is put in place. You know, rather than spending your time on thing, you know, things that are like possibly more taxing, but looking at helping side, looking getting teams who are doing things well, and getting them to help teams who aren't possibly doing things so well. Uh, there are rumours going around about Church Stretton, for that, example. That's very should, that. should we should we be getting yeah. teams who are doing well, as in created a great atmosphere, like your beacons? Like your Aubrey social media, like your you know Warfield training. Should we be getting these people yeah. to be passing on their knowledge to teams who aren't so well? It's all about educated. youth development. Youth development in cricket is the biggest. I feel the biggest subject we need to talk about. Yeah, but you go when back you, to catchment yeah, but, areas. Yeah, but, yeah, but it, uh, catch, I'm talking about catchment areas now. But if you look at catchment areas, who from Church Stretton now plays for different clubs? Like the likes of Tom Cresci, Gabriel Williams, they are Church Stretton lads. If, if they are given, Tom Crump moved. Ben Crump, Ben Crump, Ben Crump's at Wellington. But, if, but look, if if they are given more of a chance at lower level cricket, I'm not having a dig at Church Stretton Cricket Club without a doubt. I'm not having a dig at them at all. I'm just saying these catchment areas, right? They need to push on as clubs and play the youth 
and build a side which would be, I would say, stronger if they gave him a chance over, a, say, a five-year period. But then... Otherwise, they just go to the bigger areas like Wellington, Shrewsbury, Bridgeton. And God. that's why they're so big. That's why they're so big. But the issue, the, I think the issue that you have there is that... And we're in danger of going into where I want to go into our next podcast. And so I'll finish it with this statement. Is I think that you've got the issue that if you're being offered... If you're a team like Church Stretton, which I believe weren't allowed to get promoted because of facilities, Joss. Yeah, maybe. I think it's win Division 2. I think it was Division 2. So if you're in the if you're in that position, you're obviously going to lose your best players. But then also, if you're a kid you are, and you're playing Division 5 and you're playing every week, but then a Division 1 side goes, look, I know you're opening the batting for the your first level in Division 5, but we reckon we want you to come and play for our, our team, bat at 6, Play your way through. Even if you play for our second eleven, you'll be playing in the same division. What are you gonna do? Mm. Obviously, you're gonna move mm. up, aren't you? Right. But that and that's where that's where that's where creating a, a club mentality comes in, and that's where I think again going back to my main point, teams need to move that. Uh, so having having seen the development of, of Tom Koreshi, um, with great respect to Church Street, and since he moved to Kund. He'd come on leaps and bangs. Mm. Without a doubt, yeah. Development. Development of cricketers. I'm not having a dig at Church Chetnaps. No, no, I agree with you. Is that, is that just finishing. naturally because he's played, playing against better players? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he can't get away with bowling yeah. badly. He can enjoy players. Yeah. He joined Kund mm. when they were in the Prem. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. probably learnt the hard way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Albury, we've got a chance of losing our best talent to teams higher up. But, I'm staying with you. <laughs> but anyway, finishing Division 2, I would like to finish by saying I'm still surprised about how badly St George's are doing. I think a lot to do with Matthew Conniff not, not really performing the way that he normally does. You know, he, he used to be hitting runs for fun and this season only averaging 10. He was always, I always thought, the best batsman in Sunday, well, not, not Sunday, in Reserve Division 1. Mm. Who's always for me? He was always a million dollars yeah, along with him yeah. and Naz. Us, yeah. Naz seems to be doing it. Matthew, possibly not, which is maybe why. But anyway, now we've gone on from Division Two. Now we move on to Division Three. So we now move on to Division Three, and no surprise to see Shelton at the top, and also Oswestry and Ludlow, which kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. You know, second eleven teams now. Again, what I said in the last podcast, I met a guy pre-season who played for Oswestry and he predicted they'd win the league within eight games. Now, that hasn't happened, but they are, they are very much up there and, you know, doing well. And it's, again, these big second 11 teams. And they to be clubs. honest, Shelton, Oswestry, Ludlow, they're going to run away with it, obviously, I think. And then the rest of them, you know, in that league, a decent signs. Decent sides. Church Aston, I've played them at the beginning of the season. Also Harpers, decent sides, you know. But also kind of, they're very good. But, you know, I still wouldn't say there's too big a difference between them and on our day, our second eleven mm. kind of thing. Mm. Whereas I think Shelton now, compared to last season when we beat them once and lost to them, they're a much different side. Quad twos seem to be would struggling you, a little Would bit. you say, right, this is, this is one thing I want to put on the uh, podcast. Would you say... Um, the likes of Warfield and Wem. Mm. Where's Wem's second team in Division 5, aren't they? Division 5, yeah. They're Division 5. But what I would say is, like, looking at Newport and Quat there, 
lower down Division 3, mm. would you say that teams that have a second team higher up the table are in a better position for players that they recruit from the seconds into the first? Definitely, because it's uh, less I mean, of a leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, less now, of a leap. So now, you should do, theoretically, I think, better. I mean, it could, for now, example, now go for from me. Division 6 to Division 1. Division 1, and that's massive. What a step that's up. Huge, that's yeah. huge, isn't it? Now, for me, though, the thing is, for me, is that when they're, like, I think they're top of Division 5, or if not, they're very close. They have got a now, good, really good second team. The really good second team. Their second team this season is a completely different beast to what it was last season. Yeah. Last season, I, you know... There were yeah. three teams. Sentinel, Wurfield, St George's. Run away with it. And then the rest of us were all kind of in and around there. Okay. Now, for me, Quads, I always thought we were in and close in a game there. You know, I always thought we had a chance of beat winning. And so for me, even though they're a big side and you would still expect them to do well, I'm not... You know, I wouldn't have at the beginning, even though at the beginning of the season, Quat was saying to himself, saying, we want our seconds to be at the top. For me, I'm not so much surprised because I thought of the teams that, you know, who were split and moved up, I, you know, I thought we were close. We had close games with them and when. Mm-hmm. And it's no surprise that Quat are kind of at that position and also when we're at the top of our division kind of thing. You know, like you said, on their day, they'll have really good players, you know, mm-hmm. but then... If they lose players to certain things, then but, fair enough. But then also they're, they're coming against they're coming up against teams like Church Aston, Willie and Harpers, who are first elevens. Right, exactly. No, they yeah. are first elevens. They are the best of their. It is. Of, I must say, it's lovely to see Willie up there. Um, Mr. Slater is an absolute legend. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty. <laughs> pardon the pardon. We said we get a few out tonight. Um, I can't believe it's taken that Mr. long. <laughs> Mr. Slater, a big part of Willie Cricket Club. Is an absolute legend. Um, someone I get on with really well. Mm. And it's lovely to see that club still doing very well. Yeah. Good and Harpers class. as well. And Harpers, we play them mm. pre-season every year. Joss will know. The Grasshoppers, Joss is the, yeah. the Grasshoppers mm. uh, skipper these days. Captain, yeah. He is the unbeaten captain. But Harpers... Who we, we all respect. We, we play them pre-season. And mm. they're a really good outfit, actually. They, they're a very good outfit. And, uh, mm. yeah, I wish them all the best. But they're... They're doing quite well in that league. Well, yeah. When, when we look at that league table, though, I mean, I mean, Hinchock and Hardenhead, Pepper and Tiverton are quite quite a long way adrift. Um, you know, you say Quats are struggling, but they're, they're mm. eighty points above Hinchock at the bottom. So, mm. I think as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, haven't Hinchock by the way conceded a few games? Yeah, from what I've heard. Uh, Hinchock have they conceded oh, quite a few games? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they've conceded a few, which is a shame. And, and it's a horrible thing to see in cricket because mm. at the end of the day, we play our Saturdays, Sundays, we want to play cricket mm. and it is sad to see mm. teams that cannot get a team out on a Saturday. And it is a shame and wish you all the best and hope you get a side every week. We really Yeah, do. it's for me as well. You're looking at, no surprise to see Avi at the top of the batting Ranks. I play, played against him pre-season and he is he is a fantastic player. So, where's he play for? Who's he play yeah, for? Church Aston. You said about him, didn't you? Yeah, you said he was really good. Yeah. And he's still doing well. Uh, I would like to see him, uh, you know, in the higher yeah, leagues. But he is, he, is, he is like Armart Jones. Possibly could play better, but he is a one-team man, really. And then you're looking at you know, the next two are Ozzestri and Josh Darley, Steve Humphreys. Then Elliot Parker quad twos showing you know he's scoring three hundred and forty four runs and it's and 
in an average of 38 in a team that's third, from third or fourth from bottom. You know, you, you're just showing that you've still got that quality. You know, I and then you know good to see, good. looking at those uh, mm. batting runs scored in Division 3, mm. it's great to see that Shelton's highest scorer is Robin Matthews. Mm. Yeah. Robin, Robin played for Sentinel, and I've got to say... She played last season. Fair play, she? fair play. Robin is a fantastic player. She's um, got she, runs. She, she got picked a couple of weeks in the first team when we were in the Birmingham League. And she came in and fair play, she gave such great effort in, in mm. the team. But I've got to say, great move. Moved back to Shelton where she loves playing cricket. Mm. With her and brothers. she's doing a great job. She's a good cricketer. Mm. She's, uh, I think she's developed the last few mm. years. And I've netted with her, bowled at her in the net. And mm. She's a great player. Well, yeah, she's she's played, a she's great back player. Playing with the brothers. She really back is. She's really playing is. at Worcester now. Well, I was going to say, yeah. obviously, yeah. I, I know fantastic Robin. She's a fantastic girl. And I mean, I think the Worcester, mm. uh, the Worcestershire sort of, I don't know if it's a contract or whatever, mm. you know, the, the Worcestershire ladies, is, 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 you know, she's come on leaps and bounds from that, what, from what I understand. She has got, 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 she, got a gun arm. Well, they, She's got one of the yeah. best arms I've ever seen. Well, to be honest, talking of another Worcestershire player, t- t- talking of another Worcestershire player, talking of an- talking of another Worcestershire player, we've got Jenny Jenny Cotham, um, who's up there in stick. Seen also another person who seems to be married. So congratulations. And um, but at the top of the ranks, we've got Lewis Goff, uh, joint top with twenty three wickets with Dave Knock of. Um, Newport twos and another. Dave Knock plays for Wasn't Dave Knock in the bowling statistics as well? I well, think he had well, I think we are looking at the face. bowling statistics, Andy. <laughs> cut, cut. Don't cut that. Out. No, leave that on. <laughs> but no, it's good to just see. It's good to see these players doing well, and we'll move on to Division Four. So Division Four, and no surprise to see Chelmarsh at the top. Wheaton Aston as well, another team that we predicted to do well up in second. Good to see friends of the podcast, Acton Reynolds in fourth and uh, Calverhall in fifth. Um, and sad to see Ch- uh, Church Stretton down at the bottom in 50, with 59 and also Kai Glass at six, in 61. Both teams kind of cut adrift and both possibly looking like they're going to be facing Alderbury next season. But... Um, yeah, Calville, uh, fantastic to see you guys doing so well. And also, great to see Kareem Yard um, up there. And he's uh, fifth in the batting, um, given the fact that I'd built him up as uh, the best bowler in the league all season. He's actually up there for his batting with an average of 65 and 329 runs in six games, which is pretty outstanding. But uh, the two main batsmen in... Um, in this division are obviously Conor Glendenning and Stephen Zayler. Uh, Zayler having played 11 games and averaging 218. 218. Unbelievable. He, he's only been out twice, hasn't he? He's had yeah. 10 innings. He's scored 436 runs. Eight not outs. And Conor Glendenning, on the other hand, leads the run scoring. He's had one more innings. Um, played the same amount of games. Uh, but scored 520 runs, so he's only 84 runs ahead. So there may be a bit of like banter between them both, so if there is, please let us know. Um, they are the top, top two run scorers in the division, to be fair. I have to say, Steven Zayla has an average of 218, but only a high score of 77 not out. Um, so well, you're in our third. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, good nice to see... Good to see those guys doing well. And Nathan Whittingham doing well with their 415 runs. 
an average of 59. Basically, everyone in that top five, Simon Cross, a trisel, another average of 60 plus. The top five batsmen in that league, absolutely steamrolling it. But yeah, uh, another league where, to be honest, I think it's all child marshes. And then it's kind of between Maidley, Wheaton, Aston, and uh, your, your old clubs, Acton Reynolds. Love uh, club. Can I just say that we are the Pontsbury Indoor League and Cup winners. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Well done, Acton Reynolds. You were probably out, Andy, you didn't walk. Mm. But Again. yeah. <laughs> Good to see that, but yeah, let's hope... say It's a bit of a shame to see um, Kai Glass and Church Stretton down the bottom. Definitely. Mm. Um, agree. Both really agree. nice clubs. Very and sad to see them struggling. And Church Stretton yeah. having conceded but three games said as well. That, Which one does Keith Yap pay for? Every cloud. We might be playing them next year. It'd be nice to play them Yeah, it'd be nice to play them. Which one does Keith Yap pay for? Does he pay for Stretton? I believe Kai Glass has been struggling since Gary Davis left, oh, left the club. Yeah. yeah, Isn't Gary Davis a stalwart of that club? So now, before we go on to Division 5 and the Andy next part of Andy's Birmingham League turn, we move on to our interview with Matthew Hoggard. Now, as we mentioned, Matthew Hoggard gave us some time out from the sportsman's dinner to have a great chat with us, and this is what he's had to say. Uh, so we're here at Alberbury Cricket Club sportsman's dinner uh, with not only, none other than my idol and many others, um, Ashes hero, Matthew Hoggard. So welcome, Matthew. Thank you very much. It's brilliant to be here. Uh, so, uh, initial, what are your thoughts about Alberbury? Um, yeah, in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, what a lovely ground, stunning, beautiful scenery. Then your changing rooms and facilities are huge. <laughs> yeah, biggest, probably one of the best changing rooms, probably not the best. Uh, but <laughs> hey, we got we got we won two games this weekend, so it's good. And um, yeah, so it would be kind of like rude of me not to start with uh, kind of 2005, what a lot of people uh, remember you for, and uh, everything else really. And um, one of the greatest moments in cricket history, and obviously the fact that it was on Channel Four really helped. I felt. Um, what were your kind of overriding memories going into that series? Yeah. It's- so you say, yeah, 2005, it was on terrestrial TV, which was the, the big, big, big thing. Um, we'd been unbeaten in 2004, so it came in full of confidence. Uh, and it, the way it encapsulated the nation was unbelievable. We were on the front pages, back pages, middle pages of all the newspaper. There wasn't any other sporting um, thing, uh, sporting on at the, at the same time, so it was not rugby, no football. So everybody was just tuning in. And it was a close four series. I thought every every game had ebbs and flows, and each each game could have gone either way to either side. So it was a fantastic series, and we were lucky to go out on top. Mm. Uh, what are your kind of overriding memories? What are the kind of like key things that you remember coming out of that uh, tour? <sighs> Um, the piss up at the end was, <laughs> was a big memory come memory loss. Um, but yeah, the, the way that we, we fought at Edgebaston and with, we, we, we won by the narrowest of margins that you can by two runs and Australia getting so close with so few wickets left was a, was a huge game for us to win because if we lost that, I think we'd have been 5-0. I think yeah. they'd have whitewashed us. Um, obviously, then playing so well at Old Trafford, scoring four or eight not out. 
uh, Old Trafford, uh, Trent Bridge even, uh, hitting Brett Lee for four through the covers. KP hitting that fantastic turn at the Oval. Uh, and then, they, as I said, they piss up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you mentioned it in your speech, but obviously the listeners of Calcorn haven't heard of it. But what, at what point did you believe you had a chance of winning the 2005 Ashes series? Yeah, so again, we went in full of confidence and then we lost the first test match by a, a big margin. Um, we won by a very narrow margin. And then at Old Trafford, when we drew the game, uh, Michael Vaughan took us into the middle of the square and just pointed at the Australian dressing room and told us how much the Australians were celebrating. They were high-fiving and hugging and kissing like they, they'd won the game. Uh, to me, that's when the, the aura of the Australians just burst because they were... 11 people that had the same frailties that we had so Edge Old Trafford would have been the, a big turning point mm. as, a, as a bowler was, uh, was that, that that Australian batting lineup was just endless it, you know Hayden Langer Ponting Gilchrist it goes on was that the well? Was that the toughest batting lineup? And who was the toughest batsman you felt that when you were bowling at you? You know, you just felt that you couldn't get them out. Hey, you missed Martin out as well. Martin, <laughs> yeah, yeah, David Martin. <laughs> he wasn't too shabby. But again, all of them had the horrible um, ways of scoring runs against you. And I think the most demoralising thing is that when you get five wickets, you mm. think, ah, we're halfway through, we're into the tail. Out strides Adam Gilchrist. <laughs> who slaps it a long way and very hard and is very positive in his approach. Um, so I, I used to have nightmares against most of them, to be fair. <laughs> uh, fantastic. So uh, do you see kind of like England just won the World Cup? Amazing. Even better again for me that it's on terrestrial, not that I have an agenda. <laughs> yeah. But um, do you see any similarities between that World Cup winning, this World Cup winning side with that of the Ashes? Or do you feel kind of like it could snowball English cricket um, I don't think we can compare the teams I think they're very separate teams the way that they have transformed their one day to be number one in the world before going into the tournament and then winning the tournament is is unbelievable especially with the super over awards and the tie it's so exciting and everybody's talking about cricket the drama of the seven runs in the in the last over six runs five runs whatever you want to mm. whichever way you think the cookie crumbles but it's on the great thing is everybody's talking about cricket and hopefully the kids will get out the balls and the bats and start playing again were you watching the game were you as nervous <laughs> as us or were you yeah. kind of working yeah I was uh, so I was watching and after a long, long tournament it would have been for me it's a shame that it wasn't an out and out winner yeah. it was just a, just a tie in the game a tie in the um, in the super over so it would be it was a shame that we didn't win it outright but what a fantastic result what a game of cricket mm. it won't be repeated no yeah a really fantastic game and um, one, one thing I'd ask is would you with the well, the openers doing so well for England and also Jofra Archer being one of the main men in the tournament. Would you have Jofra Archer in your test team and also who would you have opening the batting would come the ashes? <laughs> if I knew that, then <laughs> I'd be a million. Yes to Jofra Archer, I think he, he can play in the ashes. Who's going to open the batting? Who knows? Is <laughs> the um, if, I like the look of Burns when he was was playing for England, but there's reports that he's been bounced out in county cricket a few times uh, with the Australian 
bowling lineup that's coming across to be bounced out in county cricket uh, is worrying. Um, does Roy come in and open? Well, the, everybody's saying yes. Um, it's a different thing from opening white ball cricket than his red balls, but he's got the technique, he's got um, he's got the skill. Uh, he doesn't do it for Stuart, so um, hopefully if he does open, he'll be given the entire series instead of just a handful of games. Uh, what, going back to your own career for a moment, really, at what point did you really kind of... Because I always remember myself as a Yorkshire fan, kind of, there was always kind of like kind of not really sure about where you were standing in the England cricket ranks at what point did you feel like you were you'd made it because I well I don't know was there any kind of thing with Duncan Fletcher or was it a preference of Michael Vaughan kind of thing what's the I never felt secure in the England ship um always felt that I was only as good as my next game so I was always wanting to perform and never thought that I was a a shoo-in for any side and talking about that, what would you say was your greatest performance as an I think Joburg, 2004, picked up five in the first innings and seven in the second. Um, we won that test match. Um, we bowled South Africa out in two and a half sessions on the last day um, to go two and up in that series. Um, so it was a lovely thing that we, we actually won the series and that test match and I took seven. Well, you've had you've had the uh, you've had the joy and also kind of the privilege of not only docking the greatest cap but also an England cap as well. Uh, what is it like to win a game for England? Well, you went like at Joburg when you took all those wickets. Hi, again, it's it's a team game, isn't it? I know it's a very individualistic team game, but it, just to walk off with your teammates, and I know that sounds like a load of bollocks. And I, I always slate people for saying, "No, it's brilliant when you when you've done that and you think you've carried the team." But he genuinely, is, if just got the hand scored a fantastic hundred, the, the second innings and basically give us enough runs to to bowl that, we could have lost that game. Um, but again, that way that Tres scored all the runs and just everybody has their day don't they and I, I felt invincible on that day and thought everything that evolved was going to take a wicket mm. so you mentioned teammates and <laughs> it rolls into what I planned funnily enough um, who would you say was uh, your favourite well your best teammate favourite teammate and best captain I know that's all three in one but it, you never know um, I'm going to say hard to say. I love Simon Johnson I think he's a fantastic mate and the best player I've played with most probably Kevin Peterson and what was the third one? Your favourite captain that you played My with. My favourite captain I've played with. It could under. be at Yorkshire, it could be, you could nominate yourself um, at Leicestershire. Or you could... I think favourite captain would be me, because <laughs> then I didn't have to bowl as many overs. <laughs> I could bowl with the wind and downhill. <laughs> and uh, your biggest kind of inspiration and kind of like uh, the person who pushed you forward in your prison uh, so I gotta say, my dad gave me a lot of inspiration when I was younger. Never let me win at anything. So the the competitiveness came from my father. But then um, Phil Carrick, make sure she captain coming to Pudsey Kongs was most probably the biggest influence. Oh, fantastic. So at Yorkshire, who is your favourite? Well, this is a kind of like very selfish question for myself. What was it like being in that dressing room with so many great, well, great players? You know, Vaughan's. Anthony McGrath uh, opening the bowling with Sidebottom, Silverwood, and, yeah. and David Byers opening the batting as well. Oh, yeah, it's amazing playing for your county, especially for Yorkshire, very proud. But when I started, we had sort of seven international bowlers. We had Darren Goff, um, we had Pete Hardy, we had Chris Silverwood, we had um, Alex Wolfe, we had Ryan Sidebottom, we had myself, we had Darren 
Hamilton um, I'm sure it's somebody else as well but there was so Craig White um, the, there was so much strength and depth in the bowls that it was a, it was a tough team to get into um, but the old average when Yorkshire strong England is strong yeah completely um, so finally uh, rounding it all up um, well a few quick questions so what are you doing nowadays now you've left the kind of limelight you're not gone for the old Sky Sports or the BBC TMS or <laughs> tweeting your opinion every so often like so many others do what are you up to nowadays where can we find um, I'm doing a Masters in Sporting Directorship I'm working for Vantage Insurance I'm coaching local lightning ladies I'm doing a bit of speaking I'm doing a bit of appearances for um, the PCA I'm working for a couple of barbecue companies I'm Jack of all trades master of fairly little <laughs> how are you finding being the uh, coach of uh, Loughborough Ladies then is oh, brilliant I love coaching uh, and the girls are a f- breath of fresh air they've got no egos there's no alternative motives they just want to go out and get better at cricket yeah fantastic we've got a lot of fantastic women who play for us and we also have a girls team kind of uh, where do you see women's cricket going in the future uh, I think there's big changes in 2020. I think the ECB are pumping a lot of money into into the um, system. So um, watch out for the for the um, announcements made from the ECB very shortly. Fantastic. So finishing it up, um, what kind of advice would you give to any uh, young cricketers uh, thinking about taking up cricket or players who are, take, who are currently playing cricket? And how to kind of progress? Give it up, play golf. <laughs> I just listen to everybody's advice. You don't have to take them all on board, but some piece of advice you'll you'll find a golden nugget somewhere. Um, but just keep practicing. Um, massive piece of advice I got was um, don't practice until you you get it right. Practice until you don't get it wrong. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, finally, one that all Car Corner f- uh, fans will want to know is: Have you heard about Andy Harris's Birmingham League time? Of course I fucking haven't. What a waste of time. Shut up, Mr. Harrison. Nobody cares. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, I'll probably get home and I feel as though I've forgotten something, but uh, an absolute pleasure to meet you and to interview you. Thank you very much. Thank you very All the best for the rest of the I mean, what an interview. Not an absolute fantastic interview. And, you know, I really hope that you all enjoyed that. And um, hopefully if we do do our... Ashes podcast will eventually talk more about that but I realise we're running very short of time so we're going to have to move on okay so now we move on to our little section now on midweek now we haven't spoken about it much this season mainly because well there's hardly been any plate because of the weather but the midweek season has started and we well we find ourselves near the end Joss yeah we, I think over we've got three games to play and it feels like I've barely played at all. Um, I'm not sure why that is. I know, I know we, we played the game when we were on tour. Um, mm. And we, we've agreed a, a number result with a couple of couple of clubs. Mm. But we've struggled. Um, mm. it's, it's remarkable how, we, how Zem Bessem is doing a wonderful job as captain, but he's struggling to get 11. Mm. And we had two teams last year, so it's, it's a bit worrying. Mm. For me, for midweek. Well, we had we had our first two games rearranged. Then we played knocking in midweek and we lost. Yeah, and then top scored. And then we. <laughs> How many? With three. <laughs> in twenty overs. One in 89. And then and then we went, then we had to wait another two weeks to play Kund. Then we had another game 
abandoned a month later. A month later, we had to wait for a game against Beacon, which was abandoned. And then we had to wait another week to a game where we lost against Ponsbury. We then were supposed to be playing Beaumont in the Cup, which we then conceded because neither team... Well, we couldn't get a team together. We then played Kunt eventually the week after, which we lost. And then we had to... You got three wins. Then we cancelled. <laughs> we did. And, and then... You did. Uh, yeah, well. And then we cancelled against Rough and Tumblers and the week after that. And then... Again, then we played knock-in. So that's one, two, three, four games of cricket in two months. In over two months. Four games of midweek cricket in over two months. And that's... It's a shame, but weather does interrupt cricket. And I mm. think I've got to put out there, the, the Cricket League do a fantastic job of trying to get cricket played. They've changed a lot of... Regisl- mm. uh, they've changed a lot of the rules lately... Mm. Um, and change the league formats to try and get more cricket in mm. and they've given us less of a deadline to fit the games in but, mm. but, but it is very hard with the weather but it's also, brilliant weather right now it is nice it's now so but we get thunderstorms we well, yeah. all it takes a thunderstorm the game's off it's, yeah. it's even cricket so, and it's hard wonder, work you wonder, you wonder why We've cancelled all these games. Now the season's finishing when the best weather is coming up. Yeah. But it's then... a shame, it's a shame, but the nights draw in and that's why they pick date. And mm. the league do a good job of picking dates. They get it right. The, the, the nights draw in now and mm. you cannot play more than about 15 overs now. So now in Division 2, you find Rough and Tumblers at the top, Knocking and Kinley in second, Beacon Select 11 in at three, Ponspin at four, Kund at five and Alberbury at rock bottom in sixth, and that's in Division Two. Now, Rough and Tumblers a good team. A little debate uh, for you all is that Division One is by far and away the best league, and I think every year it's kind of do the teams want to go up. But now I would, mm. I would, I would say that you've got teams like Rough and Tumblers, Oswestry, Oswestry mix. You never really, you never know. Yeah. Who are they? Don't know who's going to be in their team every week yeah. because of uh, who they are. But then you got Beacon Select Eleven, who Jamie you used to play for until the start of this season. Yeah, it's um, it's a tough one. Um, I don't think anyone really minds Beacon having um non-Beacon players in their side. I don't think I don't think people mind that. I think the problem perhaps is that the is the role that they're playing within the team. I think um, they're perhaps being given a little bit of a, a too dominant role mm. in the side. Um, from a personal point of view, um, I just wanted to have a bat and I wasn't really getting a bat. Um, yeah. I'm trying to be as honest as I can here without, without upsetting yeah. anybody. Yeah. Um, and I certainly don't mean to upset anybody. So I wanted to have a bit of a bat. Basically, yeah. for, for Beacon's benefit on a Saturday, I mean, it hasn't really gone to plan. But for me, now, would you, for, for now, me, would with, you say? Would you say there's too much? There's much. What? Why are they doing? Why have they got a team where you, as one of the main batsmen, who should be, who is possibly your most aggressive and attacking batsman apart from Dave Howard? All teams have done this though. In a all team, teams have done this over the years of even the cricket. Um, I'm captain of Grasshoppers, right? Grasshoppers are a team that are not a Saturday side, so we need to sign players mm. that don't play. For the club, we but need to bring this, them in. Should, in, but, in, in. But when in I was system. when I was at Coon Cricket Club, I was part of the committee, 
and we chose whether to play players from outside Kun Cricket Club. And for a couple of seasons, we decided to stop playing them because it, it ruined the development of our team. They've changed their rules now, but I do feel in a lot of clubs... The development of that club needs to be from the development from in the club. Yeah. Now, now I would I, I would suggest yeah, what what agree. benefit what, bene- what, what benefit yeah, what benefit is it having a team having a side which has no yeah fair enough if it's like for for example there may be a team where you know Albury we may have someone who plays on a Saturday for a certain team but say his brother or a friend plays midweek so he wants to play I have no issue with that mm. but it's when a team uh, for me. Actively recruits half a side, I would say possibly. Well, possibly in Division One, maybe I, I think you'd probably I be still okay think, getting I still away think, with that. But I, then Division Two, yeah, should we? Yeah. In in a in a system where we have four divisions, we have four divisions. Given that Division Four has North and South, you what, look at you, you look know, at Division One. You look at Division One. It's a it's a strong league, but you have got teams like Whitchurch who on a Saturday play probably five six players that don't play midweek. It's a mixture between their first and second eleven, and they're still doing rather well. Well, we played the league, them last season, which which I think proves mm. that they've probably got enough in their squad to play really well. We played them last season when it was the England yeah. Columbia game, and they bowled their second eleven, third eleven players yeah. to give us a total. But then, because they wanted to watch the football, they then put their first eleven but batsmen in. Off. And we yeah. had a bowling attack, which was second and third eleven. Mm-hmm. They just walked up the pitch and just hit sixes until it was finished within like five overs. Yeah. Or so. I think Beacon, you know, we, and I still say we because I'm part of Beacon, even though it's not midweek, want to play in Division 1, which I admire, the new captain. Did you what what happened last year then? Yeah, that's a good question, that is, because I've been... Rumours they didn't want to play Division 1 last year, but maybe now they're ready, and that's, that's a question. Maybe they weren't ready last year because you've got to be ready for that league because Pontsbury, I've credit where it's due to them. You look at them, fourth in the table in Division 2. They played last year in Division 1 and first game of the season, they pushed us to the second to last ball of the game, the penultimate ball. Mm. And they pushed us. And in the season, they pushed a couple of teams and they still come bottom. Now, now you look at Division One. But it's then. hard. It's hard. You look at Division One, and you've got you've got Hoppers at top. You have got Wemmin at second, Whitchurch in third, Frankton fourth, Bowmere fifth, and then you have got Shelton way off the pace with two points. Shelton do struggle midweek to get a side. Yeah. They do. From, from, from yeah, the they've club. always they've always struggled midweek. I mean, Benny Chambers is captain of them, um, and I, I've got to say. It, it looks difficult to get a team. They, they do mm. pick players from out the club to come in. But if... Is Ben, ben James captain? He was he last year. No, Ben, ben James captain. Sorry, okay. I'm it captain. Talk to him. Uh, but um, Ben Chambers is captain. Mm. And uh, Shelton have always been a real good club at recruiting mm. players. They've always had like Shrewsbury um, overseas playing for them. because He's a beacon now. But it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's because of the relations of the clubs. They're very mm. good. Sociable. Shelton do get on with everyone. They're a social yeah. club. Um, yeah. But this season, well, I think they've, they've, they've struggled like, for numbers yeah. a bit through... I don't, I is it, is it know, through Saturdays or is it through... I wonder if it, you know, you know, if it, if it hurts them, whether the fact that Rough and Tumblers have got some of Shelton's best players playing for them, as in they've got Alan, Alan Morris, Morris. Yeah. and they've also got the uh, Zimbabwean lad. Denzel. But they, Denzel. But they, but they come they, from they Oz Street. 
Dendles at Oz Driscoll. I know they're based in Oz Driscoll, but when they make the move to Shelton, should they not be playing? Midweeks, I think midweeks is different. It's a different game. At the end of the day, Alan Morris... But Alan Morris has moved from Oz to Shelton on a Saturday. Saturday's different. It's a full day. Midweek, you've got to travel from Oswald Street you're to working, Shrewsbury. Aren't you? it's, yeah, it's for, potentially. You've got to be there for six yeah, years. I understand. Shelton yeah. have never struggled for a team midweek. I've got to say that they've always had a fantastic team mm. out. They've always been big rivals of Grasshoppers, which I love because mm. we all love playing Shelton. Um, but this season, unfortunately, they've had to concede a few games. It's a shame. And uh, in Division mm. One, you've got Frankton, you've got Shelton, you've got Ards, you've got Boma. Mm. Who all we do struggle for yeah. teams. Now, it's a hard, hard hmm. league though. Now I see. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Division One. I think should be elite league. Do what you want, and yeah. you don't mind if one of the teams, possibly in Division Two, has a team which is very good and goes up. But I would say is in Division Two, we Alberbury is a club. Now this may sound. Mm, a bit dodgy, but like for me, we've gone from a club which has played two teams to now we're playing one. But due to the fact that we're conceding games, but also the teams who we're playing, we're playing a mixture of a couple of ones, a couple of twos, a couple of threes. But then we're playing teams who are playing players who play for Shropshire and things like that. You, you, you know, tell and, me, though. And it's... so it's harder for us to get... We're struggling to get one team, whereas last season we understand were what two. you say, but how are Knocking and Kinley in in second yeah, place? They're, yeah, they're, they're lower down. They're lower down Division we, One we, table. We they're doing brilliant. Knocking on, on we, we, we had a tight game against Knocking. What's Knocking's What's Knocking's team like compared to a Saturday? We both played against Knocking on, on Tuesday. We had mm. A great game against. Good side. Similar or weaker um, though. Yeah. They they beat us by sixteen. Months. So what are they like compared to a Saturday? Because we're talking about this strength, and I'm 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 saying rough and tumblers. I think are a team that could actually come in Division One do well. I would expect them well, to. My, do. Other good point side. Is, my other point, you as grasshoppers yeah. you must want whoever goes up to give you a good game. Oh, of course you would. I, I so think you, out, out of so all that, I mean, Ponsbury did not do a bad job last season. They're yeah. fourth. Uh, Beacon, I've seen them play. They've got a good side. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't we, seen we, Knocking. Beacon have got better from last rough, season. I think yeah. Rough and so Tumblers. You have Ashard, you yeah, have exactly. Ryan but Ryan and perhaps but Rough and Tumblers have a Rough and Tumblers are a steady team. You've got to look. You've got to look. You've got to look at. You've got to look at Knocking's midweek and where their wins are coming against. You know they're winning. They've won it. Second. Ponsbury, Alberbury, Kund. You know. Ponsbury were in, in the top Kund, league last year. Kund again and Alberbury. It's, it's their, their, their five wins have come because they've played against the two, the three teams who are at the bottom, which is fair enough. You know, but what I'm saying... Six years is nothing. Has Ponsbury's team changed from last season? No. Cause, but you've just said they, they've given you a really good game in Not Division 1 no, last year. I thought, yeah. And now, with respect, they're fourth in Division 2, which naturally is not th- as strong. I think you look at Ponsbury and you only have to look at their first team, right? It's all to do with character. It's all to do with... Yeah, but we're talking about midweek now. Yeah, but it's the same. Similar team, mate. Is it? Seriously, no, Is it? They don't have Steve, Wilson, don't have Steve Wilson. Steve Wilson. They, they have, have Bellamore. Uh, they have Bellamore sometimes. Ponsby, play. Ponsby, from what we played this season, they, they, have, they have they have they have half this. They have no, half Mark their divi- they have half their division one, but they also have half of their second eleven who are playing for them this season, and they're blooding the youth. But alongside okay. their own Wilson. Well, from what know, I've seen, it's not you know, it's not too much dissimilar Ramsey, to last season. Matt, Ram- Matt Ramsey, opinion. Matt Ramsey's coming on third change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, giving yeah. they gi- Emily Jones is opening the bowling. You know, they're giving people a go. I mean, they've still got Owen and, and, and obviously but it's our good. friend Pud too opening yeah. the batting. Yeah. Good opening pair. It's good to see 
rough and tumblers up there because we played them in a couple of a couple of times and they have got a really good side. Obviously, they're bedded in with Oswestry Cricket Club, mm. so they can take players from Oswestry mm. and and play them. So they could. So if they go, if up, they go they, up, they need. I tell you what, you. they could be a bloody good team. Yeah. I, I I really think That's they could. Mm. Um, the one thing that shocks me is is knocking her there and. It's good to see because play, because yeah, with absolutely. knocking struggling in Division One to see them second in Division Two, but I think this goes. Great I, think to see. This, I think great this goes. To I think this goes back to the main point. I think this goes back to the main point that we've been saying all season with knocking. It's just they struggle just to get players on the Saturday, and that is it. They they can yeah. have three teams who can play point. on a Sunday. Very they've point. got a teams. You know what I mean? They've got players. That's who, a good point. That you know what I mean, yeah. they're they're a very good side and. We move on to Division 3, where Gillsfield are running away with that. Then you've got Wellington in second, Kyle Glass in third, Kyle miles Glasson, off. Right, but it's Wellington. Wellington 30 points behind them, and then 30 points between Wellington and Kyle Glass. And then you've got Boma Heath and Much Wenlock, both in the 30s, down at the bottom. And then you move on to Division 4, East and West. In East, you've got Frankton at the top, Condover, Knockin and Kinley, Orthopedics and Wem. Again, that's the division that we were in. Our seconds were in last year, and it's no surprise to see Frankton two's midweek at the top of that. Good squad, Frankton. Aren't yeah, they? very and good then, squad. It's know, a good club, Frankton. They're a lovely so. club, Frankton as well. We, we all love East, them. You've got all Scott Heath in there, Acton Reynolds, Acton Beacons, Hughes, and Colin and Carl so no, it's good to see those teams doing all right, and you know it's just as it is. But I, you know, the my main my main thing is should. You know, is it is it beneficial for these sides to be fielding players who aren't? But that's but that's it. And there's pros and cons, isn't there? There's pros and we move cons. we move on to the yeah. finals. We move on to finals days, and we move on to all the finals that are coming up with the T Twenties, yeah. and that we will go on to those in the mm-hmm. next episodes, and it'll be really interesting to see how these teams do. Anyway, now we move on to our next lot of divisions and our next lot of interviews. Okay, so now we move on to Division 5. But before we do that, Joss, I think you've got another quiz question. Clue for us. Uh, so another clue for you is it is a Telford-based club that this person plays for. So the person with the best bowling figures this season in a single game plays for a Telford-based club. Okay, so now on to Division 5. And now this contains... Not only Overbury second eleven, but also Beacon second eleven, who we've all played. Well, me and Joss have played for Overbury seconds. Um, Jamie's played for Beacon two, so I'm surprised you haven't asked to play for Overbury twos. To be honest, uh, uh, I want to get runs against you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when are the team who are running away with this season? Condover find themselves in second. Brosley in third, and those are the top three teams who are more pretty much running away with it. Now, as we've already mentioned, no real surprise, kind of, when a much different teams, well, they may be the same players, but they're performing to form, and they're absolutely blowing teams away. Fantastic run of form for them. And like we were saying earlier, Condover, a team who, you know, only wanted to go down a league, still got players who are... Good players. Very, very good players. And well, I, I played against Condover actually when I did play in the Suze. And Mike Rogers, good experienced player. Yeah. His lad, Charlie Rogers, very good player. Charles, Charles Jolly, Jolly Rogers, his name. Um, Dodsey. 
Dodzy as well. Charlie Char- Char- for Division Five, it, and also also the two uh, Far brothers played against us as well. Dougie yeah. Far, oh, Matt only Farr. one off though. I think it's um, a one off. Yeah, I think it, from, yeah, agreed. Come back from work away, especially Matt. I think he's working in Scotland at the moment. You know, yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark, Mark Griffiths as well. One thing I must say is again, I always turn to this. You look where Newtown's second team are in 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 this and other teams, and does that have a massive effect on the first team? On the division, the second team play. Hmm. Interesting. Well, the thing is, I think that the Whitchurch is Condor's first team. When you look at Whitchurch, Newtown. When you look at Whitchurch and yeah, Whitchurch, I think their second eleven has always been quite different from their first. But then also their second eleven has developed people like Matthew Batkin, who is now one of the top run scorers in Division One. Wem, I think there are players that go between both, and still, you know, I think. If you're playing for Wem 2s, but you're playing against Condover or Brosley, you're pretty much getting a very good standard of cricket because Brosley have Premier League players and overseas and things. You know, that's a standard that you want to be playing at. But then Newtown, for example, I think there's a bit of a gap in their difference. But, you know, if you're playing against a knocking twos who, like they've admitted that they struggle to get a side out. And Monty, when we played them... They struggled to get a side out for their second eleven too, and it's and and it's again, it's such a shame to see those those mm. great clubs, Monty and Lockin, that I like to think we're good friends of, struggling at the bottom. But it's also a it's little a, bit of a surprise, isn't it? As well, would you say, Lockin? Mm. Yeah, Lockin yeah. certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, though, they've you know, got four you, teams. Mm. You look yeah. at. You're looking at these top teams, and they've got Ash Postens, who is the overseas of Brosley, who's top of the, top of the runs with yeah. 505 runs and an average of 63. Got Nigel Wellings. Oh, Nigel. Good player, very you know, good player, Nigel. <laughs> of Market Drayton. And Market Drayton have got a good side now. And Condover as well, and Charlie Rogers in at three. Brosley's Kieran Osborne, who's Premier League experience, from what I gather, as well in, in at four. In fourth with that four hundred and five runs average of fifty, you know. Then you got Jack Davis, went twos, you know, they're all good players, really good players. Kelvin Rogerson, who's in the eighth but got like six, seven hundred runs years before, you know, these are good players playing at a good standard, but you yeah. know, it's <laughs> you've got you've got certain players, you teams like Market Drayton, Brosley, Condover Wem, who are starting to recruit recruit players who are gonna go forwards, you know. And then you've got your Alberbreeze, your Beacons, who are just going to find themselves at Division 4, Division 5, whilst they find themselves in the mid-ground. Just, what, what are your thoughts, Joss? I'm just, sorry, just going back to your batting stats, you didn't mention Ed Watson-Jones, who's seventh, uh, plays for Witcher seconds. He's only, played, he's only batted three times. He's scored 249 runs, uh, an average of 124 and a half. Yeah, but then I would say that also the other games that he's played have been for one, which one of those games which by the way, was against So he scored he scored 148 not out against Whitchurch second 11. Uh, no, against Beacon second 11. He scored 95 against Albury second 11. But then his other games have been against Worms first 11, Sentinels first 11. St George's first eleven, Mark Drayton first eleven for their twos, and Warfield first eleven. So like, he's yep. played against some good opposition. He's yep. a very good player. Yeah, I'm just saying his average for Division Five is 124 and a half, but he's only batted three times. Yeah, it's just that it's just going to show you know the caliber of player who are still finding themselves playing in Division Five. I mean even. Um, Jamie Martindale found himself playing for Beacon, didn't you, Jamie? 
I did for two weeks, thoroughly enjoyed it. Averaged about 27, 28 with the bat. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just the two games. <laughs> But anyway, it should be an interesting season. And... Caught me off guard there, James. <laughs> <laughs> I think for I think for Albury, like I, like we predicted at the beginning of the season, find ourselves mid table, and especially for us, you know, blooding in blooding in the youth and just also. I saw look at that league table though. Between fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, there's like no points. There's like thirteen points, I think, between mm. fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. So we're only one one good weak results away from being fourth mm. well this is at the point of recording we've got we've got Newtown <laughs> yeah. so if we win that you know we're above them but yeah. you never know you never know anyway now we move away from Division 5 and we go on to Andy Harrison's Birmingham League 100 yes two boom Part two of Andy Harrison's Birmingham League Turn. Andy goes past double figures. So yeah, I've got uh, the double figures with uh, a lot of shock, a lot of short balls. I'm frightened, I'm scared, I've got a tear running down my eye. And Mr Don Bradburn comes out and uh, he's a big, uh, a big lover of this podcast. Uh, Don Bradburn, he, uh, he does message every week. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't got a bat sticker yet. I hope he does get one very soon. I've got but I always, one, uh, <laughs> I always remember uh, Dom coming out to the creeks. And I, did, I get on with Dom really well. They were very close. And uh, he pinched me on the buttocks. And he said, look, come on. We need to dig in here. Get the team back in the game. So anyway, we got on with it. I had a couple of boundaries. Dom, Dom calmed me down. He said, come on, get your head on. We're in a, a real tough situation. And, uh, and yeah, someone with experience does help in cricket. And uh, experience is, is, is the key in cricket because you, uh, you learn a lot from uh, everyone you play with. And uh, I was very lucky to be at Sentinel and they all have taught me well. So anyway, yeah, Dom pinched my bum and that really set me off. And uh, pardon the fun, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I I scrambled away to forty, and it was uh, it was you know I played a few nice shots, but yeah, Dom got me through it. Dom had faced fifty balls by now for five. Next up, we go to Andy Harrison reaches fifty. Okay, so now we move on from Andy's loving with Dom Badber. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Dom. And, love you, Dom. And uh, we move on to Division 6, where we see Willie at the top and uh, Colm in second. Colm, cricket club. With, uh, Gillsfield in, with Gillsfield in third, Kun second in fourth, Shrewsbury third in fifth, Pontsbury in sixth, Harcourt in seventh, St George's in eighth, Bowmere seconds in ninth, Corvdale in tenth, Acton Reynolds seconds in bottom place. Now, first of all, Bowmere second eleven finding themselves all the way down there in third bottom in Division Six. That must be some jump. 
I think it's. It, I've got to say, I keep saying it again. The the further the second team are down, the less a club must be producing for that first team. Mm. It must be pressure on that first team, because obviously there's players that you've got to feed from in your second eleven. And I think mm. I do think Bowman are going through probably a transitional mm. period where they are trying to develop again and start again. Mm. They've, I mean, they've got a lot of young lads like the Henry Priest who opens the batting in the ones. The young lads, and um, mm. I do hope the cricket club does continue to produce. Yeah, on that note, then look at Willie Twos. Willie Twos at the top of the table, and their that first eleven's <sighs> doing well in the divisions above, and they're flying as well. Two hundred and fifteen points to one eight two. They've got a they've got a good gap there. You haven't must they? you must see their sides, their first eleven and second eleven. Their, them as a club developing more and more as it goes on. They've always done well, don't they, Willie? They've always been there. They've always done it. Mm. Good side. Good Columns, see, good to see Columns yeah, as well. It is good to see Columns. Jamie Yardley, Jamie Yardley runs the club. He's now chairman of the whole club. And if you if you've been down to watch Column, uh, they play uh, behind the Shire Hall, and and now go, and it's it's a good place to go. Actually, it's a good place to play football as well. Nice They've social got, club, nice good social pitch, club, yeah, big bar. Good. And I tell you what's even better to see, apart from Jamie running it, his lad John. He's a good player, isn't he? He's fourth yeah. in the bowling. He's got 16 wickets. Well done, John. Yeah. Well done. Brilliant. I did, Brilliant. I did see him the other day. Yeah. Do, do we know how, how, how old he is? He's only 15, isn't uh, he? Only 15? 15, 16. 14, 15. Yeah. That's really, great to really see. And I mean, player. it's even better to see Andy's dad in it. Number two, Kevin Harrison. Yeah, trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just say to Up the podcast, there. Kevin is not my dad. Um, I like him. He's a lovely bloke, but... Um, He's not my dad. Fact. <laughs> Kevin Harrison up in second behind Graham Ball, who's in first. Tom Atkins, Shrewsbury third. I've heard good things about Tom Atkins. I've heard good things about Tom Atkins, to be fair. Mm. John Yardley in Colin, Colin at fourth and Brenton Ferry in at five. And then Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson. Wilson. Oh, I love... Uh, can I just say... Wilson! We love Wilson. And Stephen Pym. Is that Pimmy who used to go to sixth form with us? Or no, that... that's his brother. That's his but brother. But what I would say is we played Shrewsbury 2 as earlier on in the season mm. and he ran me out with an unbelievable arm. So hang on, has Stephen Pym got a brother? Emily Cherms, by the way, is yeah. in, in at 13. Oh. Yeah. Very good cricketer. Another, another, Emily's, another woman yeah. doing bits. And I have seen her. I've, I've watched her. I'll tell you what, actually, I was quite impressed with the women's indoor... Um, set up. They have like a super league in mm. uh, Sundorn Indoor. I think she plays for yeah. the And that was the first time I actually saw mm. Emily bowl, and I thought I, I was very impressed by the way she bowled. Yeah, yeah very, it was, it was very good. good. It was very good. Whereas um, with the batting, on the other hand, you've uh, you got Dave Lewis of Gillsfield at the top, Rob Johnson in second. Robbie Rob Johnson! Robbie. Evening league player for Grasshoppers Cricket Club, I've got to say. He is playing a level below what he should be because he is a bloody good batsman. I am very impressed with him and I hope mm. he takes over top spot. He's only played five games. Mm. Then you've oh, got Daniel Taylor. Daniel Taylor in at third for Columns. Stephen Taylor, Pym good again. Back, good bat, Danny. Stephen Pym in at fourth for Shrewsbury again. William Stamford Davis for Column, And then also a name that everyone knows. In at nine, Dave Ballinger. Oh, good, good old Dave. Great look. I tell you what, he is an absolute legend. I don't know anyone that doesn't like Dave Ballinger. He's a lovely bloke, good cricketer. If you watch him technically, he's very gifted he's not as a bad, cricketer. Is he? He's a good he's cricketer, a good yeah. Player. He he's not the sort of bloke that's gonna go out and smash you a quick fire hundred. 
He'll bat a full of innings and bat properly. He's, he a, he's a proper cricketer. Once. It was at Dales last season for Grasshoppers. Yeah, batted very well. Oh, very I can't good remember player. if he got 50, but he batted very well. Very good player, yeah. yeah. He's been a good Real player. Real nice bloke as well. Anyway, person, yeah. enough of Division 6 and on to the... So quickly we'll move on to 7 and 8. Good to see Lanny at the top still, uh, 192. You guys are in touch and yeah, really good to see you guys doing well at the top with Coton Hall in... Uh, 168, uh, 24 points behind you with Lillishaw seconds in third, All Scott Heath seconds 11 in fourth, Keyside in fifth, Ludlow thirds in sixth, Quat third 11 in seventh, Shifnal fourths, eighth, Ellesmere in ninth, Fortin seconds at the bottom. But no, yeah, definitely again. Uh, two sided league, well, half oh, a no. league really. That's, with that, uh, that's a really tight league. Yeah, the top six got, are really. The top six are, have all got a shout there. Mm. <laughs> I really think if, if a couple of them have a few good games and a few bad defeats, they could be a good mix-up there. Mm. It's a real tight league, that. Yeah, really good to see that going on. And, mm. yeah, not much we can really say too much about that this week, but we will promise to do a bit more next week. But, yeah, good to see those teams doing well. But we'll move on to Division 8. Okay, so now we move on to Division 8, and at the bottom we find much Wenlock with Iskoid Fens Bank, second 11 as well, at the bo- second from bottom. <laughs> Welshpool, second 11, third from bottom. Kai Glass, fourth from bottom. Then Old Brighton, Lillishall. Then your top four are Condover in fourth, Olscott in third, Chirk seconds in second, and top of the table. Adam Wittrick speaking third 11. Steve Reese is speaking third 11. Witters, fantastic. 50 for Witters, actually, to be fair, last week. Well, on Witters. Brilliant. Good friend of ours. Great knock, mate. And, uh, yeah, very good to see Beacon's third 11 doing so well in but comparison Chirk, to their second 11. Chirk have got three of the top four batsmen in that division, to be fair. Mm. Chirk, he, as Skinner, a... Liam Walker and Samuel Chirk, as a club, must be really... Oh, must be really proud of... What they've done, I mean, you can come into a league, it doesn't matter how good you are, what league you've come from, but to come into Shropshire Cricket and be, be top of one league and your seconds be up, up Second, there in the top yeah. two, that's, that's a real, real impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got to say, fair play, I just I mentioned it earlier with youth development, looking at Beacon there, at top spot, the third team, you, you've got to be proud of that, haven't you, as a club, because mm. that's your youth development and there is some good youth players yeah, yeah, yeah. at Beacon and... Uh, you know, them being top of the table, there's good things to come at that club, isn't there? There's, yeah. there's, there's four really good young players at Beacon, obviously Lewis Tompkins that we spoke about earlier. Very in, good, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Martin Lewis, who's, who's actually opening for the Wands at the moment. Wow, um, really? Yeah. What, from the thirds? Well, he's played three. Okay. Exam- in, just okay. in, in terms of wow. general youth development, they're all the same anyway. age. They're just fantastic school. anyway. Tom Simpson, Ben really? Smith, two good young bowlers. So it, it's really encouraging. Simpson. It's encouraging they've come from you know from the threes. Keep going, Beacon. Keep going. Youth development in uh, Beacon. Can you confirm this guy that's batting? He's number six in the uh, batting averages. Steve Reese. The youth development. He's, he's allegedly scored. Well, I can't confirm this. I know, it's, I know it's spelled differently. Well, spelled differently. I know it's spelled differently. Now, I, I've seen our Steve Reese get 30, 40, 50 every week in the threes. I think it might be him. But if anyone from Iscoid can uh, sort of contact the podcast... Please, please confirm you have a Steve Reese. If you've got a Steve Reese in your twos who's we a good batsman, please, yeah, please let us know. Yeah. Oh, they have. It looks like they, they have, have on they the internet. So it's, um, so it's not Beacon Steve So it's Reece. not Stephen no. Reese from the Beacon. Okay. Is, is, that, is our Stephen Reese up there? 
So, I do know Stephen Reeves. the second best Steve Stephen <laughs> Reeves at the Beacon, I'm pretty sure, has scored a lot of runs, hasn't he? Yes. He I have noticed he's he scored a lot of runs week in, week out. Weeks. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's up there. I think there might be a glitch there. I but think if there someone from Miscoid yeah. could get in contact, then. Is it spelt the same? Great. We may never no. hear the chance. It's not spelt the same. Well, Stephen Reeves. If I were you, I would get to play cricket. And I would give them a rollicking and sort it out. But it's going Fence Bank, if it is your Steve Reese, uh, Joss us, and Jamie Martindale apologise greatly. Yeah. Anyway. But we would like to know who he is, what he's about, and everything about How him. Well he is. Anyway, so now we move on to both of our Sunday divisions, Division 1 and Division 2. Unsurprisingly, we find the three big teams at the top with Werfield 3rd, 11, Shrewsby 4th and Witchers 3rd. And... Amazingly, we find uh, Alberbury in at fourth. And, well, by the time that this goes out, if Alberbury had beaten Whitchurch on Sunday, Alberbury could be in third position, which I think is an amazing uh, result, considering we're in a division with Frankton, Maidley, Wem, Knockin, Kunt, Pontsbury and Bridgeton. Yeah. Hell, well, I can't the, play anymore. So, I've yeah. heard you're in the team for Sunday, Hell, got, so you're bound, to, you're bound to win with your average. <laughs> I've got to say, I, I went to watch the um, Albury third team the other day. Um, obviously, you were playing James Hill and uh, Mr. Joss Elliott, and I was quite impressed, Thumbs. really. With uh, no, I was quite, I was quite impressed with some of the young players, mm. some of the batting. I, I remember Joss scoring sixty-one. Batted very well, did a very good job. But um, but yeah, I've got to say there was some a lot of youngsters playing mm. for Albury, and I was Lewis Todd. I was quite happy with that and very impressed. And Guy Davis, Ted Davis. Hopefully, this this Lewis Todd and all the youngsters will come through and uh, and do a good job. We have some fantastic youth at Albury, and it's doing really well. And it's really good to see them coming through. You know, your Lewis Todds, your Guy Davis, your Ted Davis. Lewis Todd, I tell Lewis Todd. You could this way, your Lewis Todds, you. Your Lewis Todd, your Lewis Todd, your Ted Davis, your Guy Davis. Who's his mum? Lewis Todd, Gary Davis. You said Gary Davis. You said Gary Davis. Your Ted Davis, your Ted Davis, your Guy Davis, your Lewis Todds. Lewis Todd does not bowl a bad ball. Yeah, I've played with him a couple of times now. If you'll pardon the pun. You look Come on, say that again. Without, the, without the fun. <laughs> well, this seems hilarious. It's going to take yeah. me fucking half an hour longer to edit this. I oh, know. Fucking get so, on with it. I played a couple of games with Lewis Todd. He's a revelation this year. He does not. He does not bowl a bad ball. Yeah, you, know, you expect kids of, of that age to get nervous or just wilt under the pressure, but he, he's just steady, just line and length every time. Absolute yeah. quality. I think with that division, you've got to look at Werfield and Shrewsbury to be going as the main two t- sides. And then you're looking between Kuhn, Ponsby, Bridgenor to possibly be in the bottom three. But, you know, there's lots to lots to play for, lots to go on. And, yeah, it's a really good league with a good standard. And it's great to see the youth developing through that um, stage. And, yeah, all to do with youth. That league's all to do with youth. Third team cricket, for me, the better your youth is, the better you're going to be. They they can't go up from that league, can they? On no, Sunday? no, no. So at the end of the day, league position in a way doesn't mean a lot. Okay, yes, you win the league, you win a trophy, great. It's good for the club, isn't it? Mm. But it's all about youth development. And you look at Warfield there and the club development. You look at where their first team are. You look at where their second team are. Mm. 
That's where you want to be, isn't it? You want to be now, top of that pile. Yeah. Now, with Aubrey, we've got a mixture of youth development, but also we've got a mixture of people who are like mid-20s, kind yeah. of onwards, who are... Still development, isn't Still it? developing. That age, And yeah. they're kind of still learning. Yeah, and they're the still, boys, you know, yeah. and then, but then you've got the older boys who are then I'll teaching you, them. I'll leave you take first. Yeah. You know, who are then teaching yeah. the next level of Aubrey yeah. cricketer. So we've every, got a nice little mix. Every club needs the old boys... Mm. Um, Apologise, by the way, for calling you old boys, but the old boys at every club, they're the blokes you learn off. You look at them, and we've all, all of us on this table could not deny that there's an old boy that we've watched in cricket, mm. mine's Joss Elliott, that you look at and you say, right, I'm going to develop well, myself on, I'm going to develop my game on that player. And mm. that, that, that's what cricket's about, really, mm. learning off the older generation. I think we can have had that as well, you know, we've got that in the threes with Steve yeah. Reese, um, Tim Cliff. Uh, the original Tim Cliff. The original Tim Cliff, yeah. Uh, my, my, my dad, until obviously he, he unfortunately retired recently. Did he stop playing? Yeah, he stopped yeah, playing. He's, he's retired, yeah. Um, although I think he will be back when he's fit. Mm. But uh, he's got a bit of a dodgy knee, yeah. So yeah, so finally, because we, know, we haven't mentioned it, but Sunday Division 2, Shelton atop, um, Wellington fifths of second, Sentinel thirds in at thirds, yeah. Oswestry thirds in at fourth, Lillishall, Newport... Uh, Bowmer Heath, Maidley, Knockin, and Ellesmere. Now I found the d- gap between are. Sunday Division Two and Sunday Division One being massive last season, but mm-hmm. be interesting to see what the difference is as in, in this season. Again, but anyway, again, it's good to see Shelton. I mean, Shelton have won ten as a club development. It shows it's it's unbelievable, really, because you mm. look at the from from the blow down from the first team where a couple of first teamers mm. from last year dropped down to the twos twos strengthened threes to strengthen mm. it's it's just a club thriving at the moment and that is a massive mm. I think massive show Shelton isn't it? Three's got an experienced player in Neil Salisbury playing quite oh, regularly what a play- I mean, he's playing with his lad or I think yeah. just one lad one of his lads is playing about moment. 10 years ago brilliant I moved to Shelton fantastic for a season what a year that it, was yeah I played there yeah <laughs> um, and Neil Salisbury was the captain of um, Shelton Cricket Club and he was an absolutely phenomenal player. I'll tell you what, his batting was phenomenal, mm. but I've never known a better slip ever. Yes, ever. Uh, yeah, the best slip catcher I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. And uh, he's playing in the third team now. And I'll tell you what, I bet he's no different than he was back then. So yeah, yeah. Go, just goes to show, like we've been saying Experience all night, you know, you, you strength through the side, it's only going to help you once. And well done to Shelton on growing what is a fantastic just club. Keep going. They're keep going, going the right way, aren't they? They're they are, going yeah, the right way. So keep going. Snap. Well done to those teams. And now we go on to the answer for Joss Elliott's quiz question. Joss. So the question was, who has had the best bowling figures in a single game this year in the Shropshire County Cricket League. I've got Andy Harrison and Jamie Martindale both putting their hands up because they've cheated, not because it's them. But the correct answer is Matthew Nutting of Magley Thirds, who achieved 7 for 14 against Ponsbury Thirds. Well done, Matthew Nutting. Good from you. Well and well done to any of you who got that at home. So in conclusion, another, well, I think another long but good podcast with a lot of debate. And just a reminder to you all that, you know, if you want any of the bat stickers, whether they be in the original ones or the Andy Harrison ones, uh, do send us a message. Uh, if you have any feedback, do let us know. Please comment, share, subscribe, share through the WhatsApp groups, anything. Any feedback is great. Please do let us know if you enjoy it. Um, or anything like that, or anything that we can help to improve. 
if you're someone who wants to give away a prize or a sponsor or anything like that, please also get in touch. We'd be more than up for that. And thank you for carrying on listening. Remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Hopefully by the time this goes out, we'll have our Twitter page up as well. And if not, follow us on Albury Cricket Club. Um, next podcast, we'll be listening to Nick Broadbent and we'll hopefully have some interviews with either Whitchurch or Wellington and also um, more great podcast material and hopefully we'll have some Ashes podcast stuff out as well. So, Come on, England. All that it re- leaves me to say is thank you very much, Jamie. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much, Andy. Always a pleasure. And thank you very much, Joss. Cheers, James. And thank you guys for listening. And make sure you support with the hashtags. And see you next time. Keep listening. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.